93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. All right, today is Friday, October 25th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, police say it's unbelievable that a 27-year-old man survived being shot at least 15 times and was able to walk into a hospital to get help. What? 15 times. Police believe the shooting happened at about 12.30 in the morning Friday in Kensington. When officers arrived, they found 23 spent shell casings. It wasn't long thereafter they received a call from Temple University Hospital saying that a victim had come in with an extensive number of gunshot wounds. As early as Friday morning, the victim had undergone surgery and was in critical condition. The victim was hit many times throughout his body but was able to walk into the hospital, police said. (laughs) Uh, But they're saying that he is expected to survive. Wow. 15 times. That's like without a kill shot. That's got to be full on. Yeah, without a kill shot and like full on shock that you're. Yeah. Still able to think, okay, I need to go to a hospital and yeah. then walk in there. I am I'm curious as to what parts of the body this person was hit, where they were hit, yeah. and, and what the caliber yeah. of the gun was exactly. and things like that. Because that's, I've never heard of that, 15 rounds and walk yourself into the hospital. Man, well, and how far, I right. think I was shot 15 times. Yeah. yeah, can somebody take a look at this? Yeah, yeah. What is uh, Kensington right near Temple Hospital? Uh, is that where he went, Temple Hospital? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I'm wondering how far he walked. He you know jogged I mean? a couple miles. It's not far. I mean, it's not close. It's, yeah. you, that's an effort of a walk. It's enough of a walk. Yeah. He uh, ran a ten k to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Well, and you know what? Who knows? Maybe he. They don't really know uh, much information right now. Well, he now, went but, home first. No, but I'm saying maybe did did somebody <laughs> drop him off and then he walked into the hospital? Okay. You know, sometimes they do that too if yep. crimes are involved. Some ketchup below your shirt, there, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Though oh, no, have... I've been shot 15 times. <laughs> They'll have footage of that. Yeah, yeah. They'll have footage of that. There was one time I was at the uh, the ER at Lankanaw, and some dude got dropped off who had, who had Oh, yeah, shot. I remember. I remember that. I was like, oh, man. And then, like, the lady, the doctor who was waiting on us is like, stupid gunshot. Uh. <laughs> I get you guys. You have a bad headache. And he was so bummed what, out. What, they wanted They to wanted the, the gunshot guy. That's why they oh, work really? in the ER. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They were so bummed out. They were like, in your me. head hurts. got you a headache. Oh, oh, you got tummy ache? <laughs> that's called a gomer. You ever heard of that? No. Gomer, get out of my emergency room. Oh, oh seriously? Yeah, that's oh that's the nickname God. for people who are brought in that really don't have anything wrong with them. Uh, hey, there's a gomer out in the waiting room. You want to get him? That's yeah. call him. That's so oh, that's funny. funny. Investigators don't have any suspects or a motive for the crime, but found several surveillance cameras in the area. They're hoping that those cameras will help them find the shooter or shooters. Police in Delaware are investigating after they say a 12-year-old child was allegedly grabbed by an unknown man while walking home from school on Thursday. This was in Newport, Delaware. It happened in the area of Augustine and East Christian Streets at about 3.50 in the afternoon while the victim was walking home from Ritchie Elementary School. Police say the victim was able to break free from the suspect and later called police. The suspect is described as a male with dark skin, uh, last seen wearing a dark colored shirt and short braided hair. The suspect was driving a light colored work van with no identifying characteristics. The Newport Police Department is urging families to talk with their children about the dangers of walking alone and the importance of being alert to to their surroundings. Anyone with information is asked to contact police immediately. The 11th Street Repaving and Safety Project has been causing frustration for some South Philadelphia residents. New bike lanes have been paved, which are meant to protect cyclists but residents say they have dramatically reduced the number of already scarce parking spots. Temporary fences have been installed to keep people from parking illegally, uh, but that's not exactly working as some of the residents are moving the fences so that they can park on top of the striped lines. Yeah, they had an ABC reporter down there yesterday. I was watching uh, the the segment and... uh 
It was tight always to begin with, and now it's crazy. Even tighter. And, and it's driving the residents there out of their minds. Yeah. yeah, so one resident says that he circled the block a number of times looking for parking. Then he decided to move the fence and park illegally. He did receive a parking ticket for parking on the striped lines. Yeah. That cor- sucks. According to the city, the bike lanes were finished being painted in the end of August. The lanes run parallel to each other, so cyclists can ride north and south. Uh, This new project has created a new roadway layout from Bainbridge to Reed Streets. Now the bike lanes have moved closer to the curb, which some residents say they prefer. Some parents who live on 11th Street say they think that the drivers are actually moving slower with the new lanes, and they said it's safer for their children. I'll tell you what, though. Parking for me is a quality of life issue. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I it's been forever since I've ever had to consider if I was going to get a parking spot going home. And yeah. uh, I, I, I could never go back to that. Well, there, yeah. I mean, the people that bought my mom's house, they were living in Fishtown. And when they pulled into the neighborhood, they were like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Driveways. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, I can, I can fit park here. so many cars in here. Like, I'm going to buy... Ten cars just yeah. because I can fit them in the driveway. Well, we've heard the outlandish prices that people will buy will buy parking spots, spots in a yeah. garage, yeah. and yeah. it's almost the price of a freaking house. Marissa, do you have to pay for your parking spot in your in your building? Um, that's actually why I chose where I live because it has a parking garage attached to my building, and I couldn't imagine like like if it was a snow day and I had to like walk around, mm. and dig out my car or something like that. And but you pay extra for that spot. Um, it was included in my rent. All right. So that's exactly why I chose it. But when I was looking at some other places and then I had to look at comparable garages around, it got pretty crazy. Yep. Philadelphia police said that they're aware of people moving the fences and said that they're investigating. The city says it understands the residents' frustration and is looking to add spots back where the safety of the people will not be compromised. They're saying it was also a safety issue. In sports this morning. <laughs> The Flyers pulled away with a pair of third-period goals on their way to a 4-1 win over the Blackhawks in Chicago. After an early disallowed goal, the Flyers got on board when Oscar Lindblom scored his fifth of the season with 6.55 left in the first period. Then just 59 seconds into the second, Claude Giroux picked up his first goal of the year to make it 2-0. Kevin Hayes made it 3-1 in the third. And James Van Riemsdyk scored his first of the season with 316 to play. Brian Elliott stopped 23 of 24 shots in the win. The Flyers are back home tomorrow night with a game against the Columbus Blue Jackets. The Phillies have hired former New York Yankees manager Joe Girardi as the next manager after firing Gabe Kapler. The Phils went into last season with high hopes after signing Bryce Harper, but still missed the playoffs, finishing at 81-81 and in fourth place in the National League East. 55-year-old Girardi managed 10 years with the New York Yankees from 2008 to 2017, winning a World Series championship in 2009. He had a 9-10 and 7-10 record over that span. And the Atlanta United beat the Union 2-0 last night, sending the home team into Major League Soccer's Eastern Conference Finals, second-seeded United. The 2018 MLS Cup defending champions will host Toronto FC on Wednesday. The third-seeded Union saw their season come to an end four days after the first playoff win in franchise history. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kath. Well, it was a good run for you. Yeah, 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 good run. They took us into the playoffs for the first time, and that's uh, that's cool with a win. Playoff win at home, which is exciting. Yeah. 
Uh, but we hopefully have an exciting day ahead of us today. We're going to give away the trip to Los Angeles. Midway is the movie, and you could end up at the uh, premiere of the film in L.A. If you've been keeping track of the letters, and we'll give that away at the end of today's program. Couple of in studio guests. One last minute that we found out about last evening. This is very cool. William Duvall, lead singer of Alice in Chains, will be here in our studio. Has played the MM Barbecue before. Yeah, this is very cool. Uh, and he is actually performing a show tonight. This is real. So his album is just him and a guitar. Yeah, that's it. It's just uh, it's it's him alone, stripped down to the yep. uh, bare minimum. So tonight, so it's easy for him to go around and do shows. He's going to be playing at the City Winery tonight on Filbert Street uh, at eight o'clock. So a pretty cool little setup, and kind of like like a um, you know almost like a a coffee house type exactly. of open mic thing. Yeah, yeah that's what it sounds like. It's a newer venue, and uh, I've heard nothing but great things. The sound's supposed to be awesome. I haven't been there yet, but uh, I think it started in New York, and there's okay. a few of them around the country, but it's supposed to be an awesome venue in Philly. Yeah, so he's got a uh, his first solo album. It's called One Alone, hence the the performance, just him and a guitar. So he will, uh, he'll stop by today. Maybe we'll get a song out of him. We'll see about that. That'll be in the 8 o'clock hour. And then we have director Ryan Johnson coming in. Uh, his film that is going to be in theaters on November 27th is called Knives Out. This is and, right in my wheelhouse. Yeah, it's a whodunit. It's yeah. like a classic throwback, you know, murder Agatha mystery. Christie, exactly. Uh, and has a lot of big names. Christopher Plummer, Daniel Craig, Chris Evans, Jamie Lee Curtis, to name a few. Uh, and even if you're a fan of movies like Clue or the yeah. uh, you know the ones that were riffs on those kind of movies, yeah. uh, it looks fantastic. It's getting rave reviews. He's a great writer-director. Nick Murphy is so excited about really? it. Really? Yeah. Okay, so he wrote and directed uh, Star Wars Last Jedi. Well, he did a film called Looper that I love. I remember that. Where Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Bruce Willis are playing the same guy, and uh, basically these hitmen are, they throw people back from the future to yeah. get killed, yeah. but he ends up uh, looking at himself. Yeah. So uh, it, it it's very complex, but it's great. Excellent. Well, he will be here in the 9 o'clock hour. Our friends from uh, God Charles are stopping in, so that means we're going to be throwing target back in <laughs> all over the radio this morning, your chance to win that stuff. So, uh, oh, and we also have an announcement, 7.45, or at least around the Bizarre File time, between 7.45 and and uh, 8 o'clock, we have some uh, very interesting information that we're excited about. So, uh, these things and more are taking place during the program today. Excellent. Let's take a break, come back in a second. Uh, I have a really good stupid question and uh, the entertainment report that we will roll out. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Not only can you hear Preston and Steve, you can see them too. Check out the Weekly Rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So this morning we're going to do a stupid question, give away a pair of tickets to see uh, Steely Dan on Friday, November 8th at the Met in Philly. This is a very interesting question. And Steve, I'll be interested to see if you get this or not. All right. Uh, what is the first Disney movie to mention virgins? First Disney oh. movie yes. to mention virgins. I'll give you a clue. It's not animated. 
Okay. All right. What is the first Disney movie to mention virgins? I didn't even know this was a Disney movie, but apparently it was. Uh, <laughs> oh. 215-263-WMMRC. Yeah, KCC's the answer. Makes I didn't know that. Though. I mean, that was... L- okay, I'll, I'll tell you something about yep. that movie. Are there... Uh, I know what you're going to say. Because it was a first for me as yeah. well. Yeah. All multiple right. women and multiple cups? Uh, no. Oh. No, that was... Uh, <laughs> Disney did have a hand okay, in that, right. but there were no, no virgins was, in was, that at all. And it was only one cup. No, uh, the sequel. Two one five two six three WMMR. Call right now. We'll see if you can get the answer. All right, uh, I, I, uh, it's, nothing's coming to mind, Preston. Friday, October twenty fifth. Uh, birthdays. We got a few good ones. It's uh, Katy Perry's birthday today. Katy Perry. Katy Perry. I love you, Katy Perry. I love you, She's thirty five. She grown her hair back yet? Uh, I think she is. Okay. Yeah. Good. good. I, don't I don't remember. Uh, I, I prefer her with the longer hair. Honestly, there's that classic shot, and sometimes you can have classic shots. And her, it's her in that green dress. Oh my goodness. Gorgeous. Yeah. Stunning. Absolutely. And now, uh, so on our, well on our way to, what, Orlando Bloom? Are they married or no? Or are they heading towards it? Mm, I don't it? think they're Wait. married, but um, but they're on their way. Uh, so she turns 35 today. Also looking sexy in a green dress is uh, James Carville. He yes, has oh God. Today, the political <laughs> consultant. <laughs> the political consultant. He's 75. There's a movie called uh, The War Room about the Clinton, um, you know, uh, White House and then lead up to his election and uh, Stephanopoulos is in it. If you're in, into politics at all, yeah, it's interesting how, you know, things are done and how things are orchestrated and Carville figures prominently into all uh, that. No kidding. Uh, Bobby Knight, the famously abrasive, now retired college basketball coach. 79. How that guy didn't drop dead from a heart attack, I don't know. A lot of people wanted him to drop dead of a heart attack. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Helen Reddy, I am woman, woman hear me roar. And num- and her other song I remember was Delta Dawn. What's that, that flower you, you have, have on? on? Could it be yep. a faded rose from days gone by? <laughs> and did I hear you say he was meeting you here today to take you to that mansion in the sky? Wow. How about that, huh? She's 41 and her daddy still calls a baby. Uh, she's 78 today. All the folks around Brownsville say she's crazy. So this has been our tribute to Helen, Helen Reddy. Go to hell. Uh, <laughs> uh Marion Ross. Love her. Mrs. Cunningham, Mrs. C. And as of late, we've learned that she is basically the co-star of the Love Boat segment with Andy Warhol. We've oh, talked yeah. about Andy Warhol being on the freaking Love Boat. Yeah, you're right. Yep. Uh, and Marion is 91 years old today. I would say Mrs. C was a MILF. Um, yeah, I was too young to ever consider that, but I would have yeah. to go back and take a look and see if that were indeed the case for yeah. me. Well, how old was she then? All right, so she's 91 now. When did Happy Days come out? 70s. All right. All right, so like, let's say 40 years ago. So she was like, you know, late 40s, early 50s? Yep. Okay. Yep. Uh, 91 today. Then you have Adam Goldberg celebrating his birthday. Not our friend Adam Goldberg. Oh, the actor who's in uh, Private Ryan? Yep, Saving Private Ryan, Ed TV, Dazed and Confused. He was on Friends as well. He was also in a uh, comedy. There was one or two of them, uh, like the the Yiddish Hammer or something like that. Or that he was he was like a private detective, but he was a, a uh, Hasidic Jew. Do you remember that movie? I think mm-hmm. it was literally called the Hebrew Hammer. Hebrew Hammer, okay, yeah. And yeah. we have the friend now that comes out to, to yeah. the belly flop who also goes by the Hebrew Hammer. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, always liked him. He's uh, 49 today. Ed Robertson of Bare Naked Ladies. Wow. Is uh, 49 Man. years old. I've, I've had a resurgence in my listening patterns to some Bare Naked Ladies. I was listening I, to If I Had a Million Dollars and uh, Pinch Me is a great song. They put out a live record uh, at the height of their career, and I listen to it all the time. It's so good, and their harmonies are phenomenal. Yeah. Well, it's funny you mention because on this week's episode of Schooled, they were, she's trying to get the, you know, it was at that time, and they pressed it. It might, it might even appeal to you because she's trying to get the school band to start playing rock music. Yeah. And so she picks the Bare Naked Ladies a song, you know. Uh, what was it? Was one it, week? Was it one yes, week? Right, wow. right. Okay. Yeah. Rapid, and, and they're trying to, and they, they can't get it to get yeah. Uh, by the way, the other dude ended up being the total cokehead. Yes. Stephen Page. Stephen Page. Yeah. Actually, was it heroin? It was heroin, man. No, it was cocaine. Uh, and he was kicked out of the band, and um, I have no idea what he's up to these days. Nick, I think he's any... clean. I think he uh, I think he went through uh, rehab and is okay now. But really? the, he's not a part of the band, no. and, and they haven't really been the same since his departure. Yeah, yeah. It was definitely a one-two with those guys yeah. on the vocals. Good music with uh, smart lyrics. Ed Robertson is 49 today. Chad Smith, drummer of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Hey. Chad's awesome. Uh, he's uh, 58 years old today. He's a good, solid drummer. Nice guy. He was. He, uh, he's got a good sense of humor with the Will Ferrell thing because he looks a lot like him, and people mistake they but they both get mistaken for the other all the time. In all public. the time. And Preston, when uh, Ginger Baker died, there was footage leaking of not leaking. It was just put out, but it was uh, him interviewing Ginger Baker. Oh, really? And the. Uh, <laughs> It's it, it was a bit of pulling teeth, but it was it's oh, it's fun really? to watch. Yeah, uh, Nancy Cartwright, the voice of Bart Simpson on The Simpsons, is celebrating her sixty second birthday today. By the way, she started in uh, in uh, teen movies. She, she's in a couple. I think she's in that Legend, Legend of Billy. Yeah, 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 yeah. She was definitely in that. Is she the Scientologist? No, uh, no, 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 no. Yearly. Bart yeah. Simpson is. No, she wasn't in Legend of Billy Jean. You're that's right. The voice that's, of Lisa Simpson. That's. That's Yeardley Smith. Yeardley That's Yeardley Smith. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Now, Nancy Cartwright uh, got her start with um, the animation team, Steve, who did, um, oh, man, Hanna-Barbera. Oh, okay. Like Space Ghost um, and stuff like she that? She became, as a kid, she she somehow or another got introduced to that crew, and that's kind of was her entree into uh, voicing uh, uh, cartoon characters. Yeah. Uh, so she is uh, 62 years old today. John Anderson, singer of Yes. Is seventy five. So I love. Yes, I know you do as well. That sort of uh, prog rock uh, thematic albums. Yeah, loved it. They did it well, man. They did it very, very well. And they had uh, talk about great harmonies, wonderful harmonies. Uh, yeah. Him and Chris Squire, their voices blended fantastically. I'm a sucker for this song. This is one of those where it's like we, we talked about. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna drive around for a while till the song's <laughs> over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is one of them. Uh, so he's 75 years old today. Bye, Marissa. I have no names uh, on my uh, monitor. There's nothing on here. Yeah, I don't know why, but anyhow. Uh, and then the last birthday, uh, Matthias Yabs, yeah. lead singer of the Scorpions. <laughs> uh, he is uh, 64. You're going to rock you like a hurricane. He is 64 years old today. When this song came out, Wind of Change, I was like, what is this crap? And ended it up being a huge hit for them. Huge. Yeah, so uh, it could have changed dramatically with a whistle. I always liked uh, the Scorpions. So. <laughs> <laughs> about the boy named Opie. Yeah, it's about Andy Griffiths and Mayberry. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, all right, let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. Where <laughs> now we can take five thousand callers. Yeah, we've got an issue with our with our screen, oh our, our monitor here. <laughs> it shrank. That's going to help the reading process of. Uh, yeah, I, it's going to be tiny print. We're all going to need glasses. I don't know what to do. Uh, the movie. Uh, let's see here. What what was the first Disney movie to mention virgins? I'm just going to randomly go to phone lines and okay, they're not working at all. I hit oh, the button. And well, then here, happened. let me try this. Casey's oh, yeah. got to do what we call retaking the board. So he is going to reset everything. And uh, well, fax your answer. My phone lines go blank for a moment, and then they'll then they'll kind of uh, reboot up as we wait. Now, listen, while we are waiting, uh, I do have something I can mention. There are a couple of Daily Rush videos that are up that I have not mentioned yet, uh, and th- the new ones are uh, E.T. the accountant. <laughs> <laughs> on his home world, he's a botanist, but he minored in accounting. Uh, and then there's another video that is up that Casey was just watching earlier, and it was my plug for uh, the Bates Motel, <laughs> yeah. uh, where I said you were going to get your ass destroyed. <laughs> Why did I say that? <laughs> and it Sometimes to you. <laughs> I search for words, and the wrong ones come I'm out. I'm trying to use some flowery language and excite people about getting scared, and I, I always, have your ass destroyed. I always try to find new ways yeah. to describe things, <laughs> so I'm not repeating myself all the time. I'm like, it's going to be a great night to just go out and get your ass Destroyed. <laughs> you ain't gonna ass right for a week. <laughs> what the and, hell am I saying? You're All just right. you're so good, and your segues are so seamless. Um, that, but you're not perfect. You're of not course. perfect. Sometimes oh, when you I, when I make a big mistake, a it's yeah. gonna stand out. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, you know, so, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so so I, here's the deal. I've got the phone lines up here, yes. but I do not. Have yeah. the ability to go to the calls. Well, as you of let yet. me know what line you want to go to, Chris. So far, none of them, because right. uh, none of them have the correct answer. Oh. Uh, oh, wait. Go, go to line, line six. six. Yes, go to All line right. six see and see if we can get the answer. <laughs> let me know when they're on. They're on. Oh, hey, is this Dennis? Yes, this is Dennis from Levittown, Pennsylvania. All right, Dennis from Levittown, Pennsylvania. Do me a favor and tell me what was the first Disney movie to mention? Oh my God! When did you? To mention. Hang on, Dennis. Hold on. Sorry, we're having some issues here. Wait, wait, wait. Can I cleanse the palate? Yes. Dennis, what section? Le- uh, Lakeside. I was a class of 88 Pensbury graduate. Ah, okay, thanks. Ah, there you go. It's a Bucks thing. <laughs> All right, so what was the first Disney movie to mention? Virgins. Dragon Slayer. Dragon Slayer. Oh. Yes. I like that movie. Hang on a second, Dennis. We will get... I think you have, you have put them on hold over here. All right, we will get your information, and we are going to set you up with a pair of tickets to see Steely Dan on Friday, November 8th at the Met, and it's part of their epic three-night stand at the Met, November uh, 6th, 8th, and 9th. And the show on the 9th is sold out. Some tickets for the 6th, 8th, and 9th are still available via Ticketmaster.com. Complete details are available at WMMR.com. So there have been some pivotal breasts uh, that I've seen in... in, uh, my lifetime, but Dragon Slayer were the absolute first. Ah, well, she's uh, she's bathing, and he realizes the the woman that she he thought was a uh, boy was a boy is now a, a girl. I remember that movie. It had some cool special effects. I remember also that they did something that was cool. They took the tiles of the dragon and turned it into a shield because they were heat resistant. Do you yeah. remember that? Yeah, the scales. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so interesting. I, it's got to be the first boobs in a Disney movie too, right? It was the first finger blasting. I remember that. Uh, <laughs> Has to be. Has to be. Maybe the only boobs in a Disney movie. I don't really know. All right. Uh, I do have some entertainment stories. Pass along to you. A woman confronted Harvey Weinstein at an event in Manhattan Wednesday night. She was escorted out. 
Uh, the movie mogul was at Downtime Bar on the Lower East Side for an event dubbed Actors Hour, which is billed as a place to create an open space for creatives to share what they love. Zoe Stuckless apparently watched a comedian get on stage and asked the crowd to confront the, quote, elephant in the room and got confronted by booze from that. Uh, so this gal, Zoe Stuckless, became furious watching Weinstein laugh, clap, drink, and carry on without a peep from anyone. So she got fed up and yelled, nobody's going to say anything. And then she repeated the question, walked up to Weinstein and said, I'm going to stand four feet from an effing rapist and Whoa. no one's going to say anything. Well, he didn't react to her, uh, but she was escorted out of the, uh, by event organizers and his bodyguard as well. <laughs> That's so, so wild. Uh, his spokesperson, Weinstein's spokesperson, tells TMZ, Harvey Weinstein was out with friends enjoying the music and trying to find some solace in his life that has been turned upside down. This scene was uncalled for, downright rude, and an example of how due process today is being squashed by the public, trying to take it, uh, take it away in the courtroom, too. Uh, so it was just an awkward moment involving Harvey Weinstein. Oh, I guess there's video of it. So, oh, um, I, I, all the lights are on in this place too. I was expecting like a dimly dark, no, no. Uh, it's uh, it's a little bit brighter than you would assume, and you can clearly see Harvey Weinstein. He's sitting in the back, um, um, you know, with a couple of guys at a table. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, let's see. Uncomfortable royal update du jour. Queen Elizabeth appears to have removed a framed photo of Meghan Markle and Prince Harry from her sitting room. Uh oh. Uh, the photo of their engagement shoot was uh, spotted in May of 2018. She put up a poster of Rob Lowe, Preston. And has been seen multiple times <laughs> since. But in a photo taken October 22nd, the image was conspicuously absent. Ha! Huh. I want a poster of Roadhouse. Instead, there's just a photo of Prince William and Kate Middleton. Well, oh. The, the word is, uh, you, listen, uh, to me, I think you can take 99% of what you hear from the British press and consider it complete garbage. I agree. It's fun to talk about, yeah. though. Uh, instead, there's just a photo of Prince William and Kate Middleton. Royal watchers are reading between the lines and assuming the omission is a signal of the Queen's displeasure with Harry and Meghan's decision to open up. Well, she had been throwing darts at it, so they knew that uh, she was done with them. The pair have sued tabloid newspapers and shared their stress and unhappiness at the constant public and media criticism in an ITV documentary. Bitch right between the eyes. <laughs> uh, but others speculate that the queen is doing so in support of the pair who are seeking more privacy. So I think it's going to be fine. I think so, too. Uh, maybe celebrities are just like us. No, they're not. All. <laughs> they're so much better. According to Page Six, Ben Affleck has turned to the celeb-friendly dating app Raya to find romance. I didn't know there was a celeb-friendly dating app. Yes, it's curated for celebrities. I think there are certain celebrity restrictions placed on it and um you know because they have a hard time meeting a hard people. time meeting people <laughs> uh by the way the app is r-a-y-a that's how it's spelled raya or raya right the same way you have to sort of get certified on uh twitter if you like your, your blue ribbon or whatever you have to i believe there's a process involved in getting on this so what level of celebrity do you have to be like say you're a, i don't know a producer on a local <laughs> match radio game show. <laughs> yeah uh he is officially dunzo with on again off again love Lindsay shookus after a rumored reunion. He's done so? And an insider spills that he hopes to date a non-celeb. Oh, you know what? I've always recommended that. So if he's going to date a non-celeb. So maybe it's 
Well, yeah, wait, how are you getting matched up if it's... That's what I don't know. Nobody understand. said he wasn't conflicted. Mm. But I'm saying, if why be on this app if it's for celebrities only? Well, you said celeb-friendly. Celeb-friendly, exactly. Yeah. So, so how maybe do you, it's not... How are you considered celeb-friendly? Yeah, but maybe I'm thinking it's not all for celebrities, It's it, but that, that it's a good site for them. So there are actually normal people on there, and maybe celebrities who are looking to date normal people, that's where they're going. But yeah. I'm, I'm wondering how people are vetted for this. You Probably know I mean? industry people. Could you know be what industry I mean? people, yep. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, Could be know. like that farm dating website. What does it say about it, Nick? You're looking at the uh, the Wikipedia page. Uh, you have to get approved um, that it's it's celeb-friendly, that you don't have to be a celebrity, quote-unquote, okay. because there really is no parameters for that. So, um, But they um, it's not advertised, and when celebrities you do use it, they ask that they don't mention it by name. So okay. it's, it's just kind of like uh, under the radar a little bit. A source told Page Six he seems to want a real partner and is not looking to date a celebrity. He is private and is in a good space right now. He has his kids and is focusing on his work, but is ready to be in love again. You know who the perfect woman is for him? Jennifer Garner. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but that's over. You ruined it. Meanwhile, Saturday Night Live uh, producer Shookus has been linked with John Hamm. As uh, a no, so, uh, she is not... That good looking, not well. Listen, I'm sure she's beautiful on the inside, but her outside is not John Hamworth. Being okay. superficial, man. <laughs> I am. I you totally know. am. Yeah, but I know you want the best for Batman. Uh, let's see here. Laura Prepon and Ben Foster are expecting their second child. Oh. Uh, Prepon wrote on Instagram Thursday alongside a photo showing her baby bump. We are so excited to announce that our family is growing. Life is beautiful. Hashtag knocked up. Uh, the 39-year-old Prepon and 38-year-old Foster share Ella, and they started dating in 2016 and got married in 2018. She was there with a picture with her grandmother, Gray Prepon. Uh, <laughs> just wonderful. <laughs> no, the uh, is she a Scientologist or no? Her, I, you know what, I don't know. All right. I'm not sure. Um, I was wondering Danny was. Masterson right. from that show, from that 70s show. I was. thought they were an item for a while. But that's a good question. Nick's uh, looking up yep. her personal life. She is. What know. about Ben Foster? Because uh, you kind of have to be, right? I don't. I don't think know. so. I don't think necessarily. Um, depends on if you're if if they're an SP or not. Yeah. No, because you know you remember uh, they let Tom Cruise slide for a while with Nicole, Nicole Kidman, Kidman, and she was not a uh, yeah. She maybe, was an antithesis. Of maybe they were trying to. Uh, this court her over to the dark yeah. side. They're, they're very relaxed about recruitment. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so he practices TM, but does not indicate whether or not on his wiki page if he is um, a Scientologist or not. But whose uh, Simpsons birthday is it today? Because she is a Scientologist. Yeah, that's uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Nancy yep. Cartwright. Yep. Uh, Jersey Shore star Ronnie Ortiz Magro will not face felony charges after his alleged attack of Jen Harley. Wow. But he will face five misdemeanors. Uh, the charges, uh, one count of domestic violence, one count of brandishing a weapon, a count of child endangerment, a count of resisting arrest, and one count of criminal threats. And all those are misdemeanors, huh? Yep. Uh, the pair, who share a one-year-old daughter, broke up after the October 4th incident. So this is going to impact him because he is a touring chess champion. No, and um, he has uh, <laughs> a lot to consider Why here. Why is he not being charged? Did she just not press charges? Or... Uh, I guess they didn't consider the charges warranted the charge of kidnapping. However, all the other stuff, like uh, brandishing a knife yeah. and all that other stuff, well, I... I they, I mean, listen, if he was found guilty on all those, I think he, there was probably some jail time involved, right? Do they daisy chain those together? Yeah, I don't know how that works. He's really still sure. all pre-med. He's advertising bronzer on Instagram. <laughs> what is it? Bronzer. bronzer yeah. What's bronzer? Uh, like tanning oil? Tanning. No. Br- oh. Yeah. It's like paint for your skin? Yeah. Isn't bronzer. that what it is, Kath? Yeah. Wait, yes. What does it say? 
Uh, on the verge, hashtag roll-ons, hashtag drops, hashtag bronzer. Hashtag, hashtag capsules, hashtag water. Hashtag kidnapping, hashtag. Like it looks like a liquor bottle, though. I'm sorry, go ahead, Cass. No, the bronzer I'm thinking of is like a, uh, it's kind of like a like a, bl- a blush. It's something you put on your face. Yeah, it says bronzer lotion. Hashtag oh, blush, well, hashtag domestic oh. violence. So it's like a self-tanner probably. Red carpet bronzer lotion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Hashtag water on this one. Hashtag, <laughs> hashtag water. Wow, so he's getting very specific. The shot of him sitting a la Frankenstein on that upright gurney as he's being wheeled off by the cops yeah, yeah, yeah. just cracks me up. <laughs> so he's got five misdemeanors. Uh, let's see what else do we have here. Jenna Dewan stopped by Andy Cohen, watch what happens live on Wednesday, and responded to an eagle-eyed fan who had asked on Instagram, "You had posted a picture where you had a pink bow around your stomach. Does this mean that you're having another girl?" And Dewan responded, "I'm keeping this secret for myself, uh, but I was not trying to tell. It was not a gender reveal, and I saw a lot of people ask me, and I was like, oh, I didn't even think about it. So it was just happenstance. They're eagle-eyed, those fans, aren't yeah. they? They keep an eye out." Uh, Whoopi Goldberg is tack- tackling her role as Dolores Van Cartier from 1992's Sister Act on the London stage in Sister Act the Musical. Huh. She said, I'm coming back to London. Yes, and I'm starring as Dolores Van Cartier in Sister Act the Musical. Is this the first time she's ever played it on stage? Don't know. Because she, there were, how many, were there two or three Sister Acts? Two for uh, sure. There were two. Okay. Uh, and the third one had Predator. So she announced. Well, I mean, listen, there might have been three. <clears throat> I don't think there was, but um, if there were three, she wasn't in it. Yeah. A lot of people don't realize that thing had a great voice. It absolutely had a great if voice. If you get past that weird mouth and the teeth and everything. Oh, oh my God. Could you imagine Dude. that mouth opening up in this beautiful okay. operatic voice coming out? <laughs> <laughs> Can we do that? Can you, uh, Murph, can you find that footage of Predator yeah. in the first when he's like, he throws, well, he throws his arms out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> having, having oh, my God, you've got a beautiful voice. Yes. You're an angel. Uh, so she said, uh, she announced in a clip posted on the stage's stage production's Twitter account, yeah, the original Dolores is back. A little older, a little seasoned, but really still kind of out there. Now with Predator. (laughs) You could do that and then then flash to, like, Chewbacca doing the same thing. Maybe, you know, have the three tenors and then alien. (laughs) Sweet mystery of life at last I found thee. What a voice on that being. You've got the beautiful voice. (laughs) I can't kill you. That's how he suckers you. Yeah. You know? Predator. <laughs> Everybody just sits there, their heads kind of cocked to the that, side. He's, he's sitting on that log, like with his with his <laughs> yeah. hand on his chin. That's the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I I thought so many wrong things about you. Uh, everybody drops their weapons and they just they stand yeah. it all. You know what? Don't get to the chopper. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Let's stay right stay here. Stay right here. Uh, <laughs> All right. Anyhow, uh, Predator in Sister Act Three. It's one froggy evening with Predator. Oh, wow. uh, former UFC light heavyweight and heavyweight champion Randy Couture uh, suffered a heart attack on. Wednesday. Oh man! Uh, yeah, he was. Uh, he's fifty six years old. Was walking himself to the hospital after something felt off following a workout in Los Angeles. Uh, he's currently in intensive care, but is expected to make a full recovery. You should never work out. 
Uh, Couture <laughs> last fought in 2011 when he, at age 45, lost via crane kick to uh, Loyoto Machida. Wait, the crane kick? Yeah. No yep. can defend, right? That's no can defend. If done, if done properly. If done properly. Yeah. All right. If not done properly, heart attack. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> See, he was trying to do the drum punch. That's why it's so dangerous. Yeah, you don't do it properly, you have an instant heart attack. <laughs> Remember when uh, Danny... Uh, Daniel's son, he remembers. Remember that? Remember that was his, awesome. In the late, late 80s. Uh, and, when you, he, and you were the cry kid, you remember that? He tried to crane kick the dude in Okinawa, and the dude's like, come on, man. Yeah, but he knew more. I mean, honestly, yeah. the jig is up, yeah. and they were fighting in a different way. Yeah. But the thing that did spur him on to victory were those little drums with the balls yeah. attached to them. Thank God those people had those drums. <laughs> that was in the, the the messed up crane kick was in two? It was in two. Yeah. So maybe he didn't do it properly. Boom. Yeah. Uh-huh. It, was, it was more like just a, a front kick to the face is what this guy threw. Yeah. We're watching the video because right now. Because if you were standing there in a pose for, I don't know, You're telegraphing. 30 seconds. Yeah. We're watching the, uh, that's, that's a good kick. All right, took him out. Anyhow, he was once considered one of the original pioneers of the new era of UFC when he won the heavyweight tournament in 1997. Uh, he stepped away from UFC in 2007 and returned in 2008, subsequently suffered a second-round TKO loss to Brock Lesnar for the heavyweight title. Uh, currently serves as a color analyst for the Professional Fighters League. Uh, but dude had a heart attack, man. So, so is Holt Couture his sister? Yes, they are. Right. Yep, yeah, they are wonderful people. It's amazing, stylish kind of, and tough. She's kind of snobby. <laughs> she is yeah. so she's snobby. She's a little yeah. pretentious. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Don't do that crane kick. You'll have a heart attack. <laughs> Sylvester Stallone's uh, Balboa Productions has formed a partnership dubbed One Night with rising sports streaming outlet DAZN or Dazen. I don't know huh. what you call it. Uh, but the partnership will kick off with a series of feature documentaries. Uh, feature of documentaries about boxing, uh, though other sports narratives will be included. We we had uh, Frank in yesterday. Frank Sloan. We didn't even get a chance to talk boxing uh, with him, but he's a huge boxing fan, uh, and he's basically a boxing savant. He, people. Boxers will call him up and ask him for stats and information. He just has it at the ready. So I'll be curious to see what this is like. If it's a, is, is it like a wall to wall sports movies channel or I, it seems to be that way? Yeah, uh, I could be down with that. I you know I, when a sports movie is done well, they're great. Uh, so I think there's going to be a lot of documentaries. Oh, okay. Uh, so One Night Joshua versus Ruiz will premiere Wednesday, November 20th on uh, DAZN and then DAZN YouTube channel. Uh, the streaming service will launch uh, for 20 bucks a month. I was watching Creed the other day. Yeah. And in, within that movie, uh, they show a teaser for uh, 24-7 for Creed versus whoever oh, he takes okay. on. Oh. It's so cool. Those 24-7s, yeah. man. They are I, really good. I haven't watched one in a long time. Yeah. But I think maybe the first one I watched might have been uh, Pacquiao and Ricky uh, Pacquiao and, and Ricky Hatton, yeah. uh, and I was like, "This show is so well done, yeah, so well it's, done." It's often better than the actual event. Oh yeah, the buildup is better, and it and it does what it does. It sells, yeah, it sells that event like an crazy people. If it's pay per view, I'm like, I've, "All right, I've invested, I've I've learned about these guys' lives, and now I want to see this." Anything that shows the process, yeah. and 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 the build up uh, done right uh, is great. I and remember they, there was a documentary, I think, about the uh, leading up to the uh, performance at the Met, Predator's first opera performance. Yes, <laughs> and uh, it's just riveting. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, it was the build up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's because Leanne's... they don't sing on his home world. No. La 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 la
That's the whole crew. Yeah. A choir of It's the entire ship. It's a whole group yeah, of, of predators. predators yeah. yeah. And then, and then uh, Stallone's character, uh, he's Dutch, right? Yeah. 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 He, no, he, Schwarzenegger is Dutch. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So Schwarzenegger's you character. Oh, so, so you're right. Yeah. Schwarzenegger's character, uh, Dutch, is the agent that books oh, the Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 There's, there's untapped material here, folks. Right. I'm telling yeah, you. Yeah, this guy's an actor. It's going to blow your mind. It would be huge. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's, case, let's move on to the movie's opening. Okay. Uh, it is Friday, so I got a handful of things that you'll be able to get out to the box office. Spectacular. All right, The Countdown is opening this weekend. It's a horror film directed by Justin Dick, D-E-C, Dick. Just a Dick? Dick. Just, just a Dick. My name is Just a Dick. Hmm. No, it's, what is, wait, what's his name? Justin Dick. Oh, oh. okay, Dick. Dick. It's D-E-C, so I pronounce it like Dick. Directed by Just a Dick. Uh, it stars Ann Winters, Elizabeth Lale, uh, Peter Fasanelli, and Charlie McDermott. Oh. Our buddy. We haven't seen him in a while. Uh, it's about a young nurse who is desperate to save her own life after she downloads an app that tells you exactly when you will die and finds that she only has three days left uh, to live. It's a PG-13, hour and a half long, no score yet on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, then we have the... Cur- what was that? It was Countdown, Final Countdown. Oh, yeah, we're done with that. Yeah, we're done. Uh, the Current War <laughs> is a drama uh, directed by Alfonso gomez Rejon. This looks really good. Uh, stars Benedict Cumberbatch, Michael Shannon, Nicholas Holt, Tom Holland, Matthew McFadden, and Catherine Waterson, Waterston. Uh, it's about three visionaries race to win the battle for the future of light in the modern world. Meaning, uh, like Westinghouse. Edison, Tesla, right? Yep. Yeah, okay. Uh, so it's PG-13, it's an hour and 47 minutes long, and uh, it has a 70% at uh, Rotten Tomatoes so far. And then the last movie opening this weekend is Black and Blue, action thriller, directed by Dion Taylor, stars uh, Naomi Harris, Mike Coulter, Frank Grillo. Frank Grillo is the head baddie in this, and he looks really bad. He's he started to make a name for himself as a bad guy. Now, yeah, yeah. You know? Uh, also, Scott Reed and Tyrese Gibson. And it's about a rookie police officer who accidentally records corrupt cops murdering a drug dealer and must go on the runs. Rated R, hour and 48 minutes long, 56% at the Rotten Tomatoes score so far in there. You what was it. that Seagal movie where the, the guy uh, videotapes the drug deal going down? Hard Seagal, to kill. Hard to kill. Yep. And then there was Out to Lunch. And, <laughs> and then Back uh, by Noon. Down the street. Yeah. <laughs> Who's Be right that? back. <laughs> what? Who dat? Who dis? Uh, Who dad is the sequel. Go over there. Yeah. Uh, I think that What's was hard. that thing? I think it was hard to kill. Where he ends up in a coma and he yeah. wakes up later on. And then the right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. They're all yeah. Of course, in, in that movie, he's got a giant penis because uh, Kelly, Kelly LeBrock. LeBrock. You remember that yeah. scene, right? Yeah, he's in a coma and she's like giving him a sponge bath and she goes, wake up, please, while yeah. she's looking under the sheets. He's got a giant penis. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You're so boring it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, we got to get the clips. And one of them is a film I just mentioned. Benedict Cumberbatch uh, brings Thomas Edison to life in the current war. An epic story of the cutthroat competition for the invention of electricity. And in this clip, Benedict talks about what inspired him 
uh, about this visionary. He was the seventh child of seven, and he was, it was a pretty humble beginning in life, and he was home educated. He attributes his learning and his voracious appetite for inventions and the pursuit of new knowledge and understanding from, from his mother. <laughs> doesn't even sound like Benedict. It doesn't. Sort of bereft of the uh, the accent in some spots. Yeah. There was a, a similar, well, th- this this battle, because the, the, the end result would be what system of energy delivery would be adopted by the, the country, yeah. you know, oh, uh, to have a standard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's the current, like an electric. Current. Yeah, see? I just got it. Yeah. Just yep. now. Uh, the current war. Me too. Uh, right <laughs> after you said it. <laughs> Releases in theaters today. Next clip here. While his mother is in rehab, a teenager travels to New York to stay with a family friend who happens to be a jazz musician in The Cat and the Moon. In this clip, Alex Wolf talks about the relationship between acting and directing. Here we go. I look at directing and acting as one thing. They're kind of one animal when things are going well. They're both working towards the common goal of making a really good movie. And uh, my favorite directors are ones who have been very emotionally involved. Zappa, zappa cool, man. Uh, Is that the guy... No, yeah. it's not. From Jumanji? Uh, yes. Is it? Yeah, he's in uh, Patriots Day, too. He's uh, uh, Snardev. Is that how you say it? Snardive. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's the younger the, the, brother the in terrorist. Patriots Day. He's, yeah. re- he's, he's really a good. Solid actor. Sarnoff, yeah. Sarnoff or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and uh, he is. he becomes Dwayne Johnson in uh, Jumanji, yes? Okay. Is he also uh, yes. the guy from I yeah. Love You, Beth Cooper? I'm just going to kind of throw that out there. I don't know. Uh, no, that guy had a huge honker. No, his, his co-star. Oh, all right. In that, that guy is in a show called Love or Loving on Netflix. I don't see I Love You, Beth Cooper, in his credits. Damn it! All right, so... Uh, we all got ours right, and you got yours wrong. I did. The cat. He was in some sort of team rom-com, <laughs> stom, flom. Chalk, talk, flock. Yeah. <laughs> you just ordered blood pie on Kingdom. <laughs> yeah. The uh, the cat in the moon comes to theaters today. Friday. All righty. <laughs> Can you tell it's Friday? (laughs) Wow. Uh, So we have a few guests on the program today. We will have Mr. William Duvall. He is the lead singer of a little band called Alice in Chains. Wow. He has a solo album out. It's his first solo album. It's called One Alone. A very talented guy. And uh, he's going to be performing tonight at the City Winery. Eight o'clock. And that's on uh, Filbert in, uh, in the city. And he will swing by this morning to... Uh, maybe play a little bit. We'll see about that. And uh, just tell us about how things are going. We also have director Ryan Johnson, director and writer. Knives Out is this movie. Star-studded cast coming out in theaters on November 27th. The classic whodunit. Uh, so we have him in this morning as well. So we got many things that we're going to cover. We're going to take a quick break for now. Come back in just a moment. And uh, we'll uh, enjoy this Friday morning together. We'll be right back. 93.3 WMMR rocks the 39th annual Delaware Valley of Eight for the kids' motorcycle toy rod Sunday, November 3rd. Bikes will line up along Columbus Boulevard at Spring Garden starting at 9 a.m. with your Grand Marshal Jackie Bam Bam leading the way. Parade starts at noon when thousands of bikers set off on a 10-mile route through Philly, ending at Sugar House Casino to deliver new unwrapped toys to the U.S. Marine Corps' Toys for Tots program. Complete ride details at WMMR.com. 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. Case wants to do a quick shout out. I might yeah. add one or two as well. Just right. to oh, cool. Along. Uh, and I have another one coming up mm-hmm. a little bit later on. It's a charity shout out. Uh, so this shout out comes from OG Slappy. 
And he says, hey, my wife and I were hiking in Ricketts Glen today, and towards the end of the hike, I pulled over to pee, and she walked up the trail a little bit more, probably about 30 feet away, and I heard very quietly, and I instantly knew that she let one rip. So he wanted to give his wife, Melissa Slappy, a shard out, um, and that he was so proud of her uh, for the... There you go. There Did he actually right. write Menaquar or whatever it is? He misspelled it, Preston. He he uh, he, he spelled it. He, he spelled it uh, Fadaqua. Fadaqua. And it's more of a Menaquar. It's got it an starts with an N. Let's All get right. this straight here. All right, quick shout out. I uh, want to know if you get a shout out uh, on or after October 16th, Wednesday, October 16th, between 7.20 and 8 a.m. <laughs> so I nailed yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, I married the love of my life on October 13th. The wedding is going to be awesome because we rented a mechanical bull. Ah, nice. Uh, big fan of the morning show. You guys are the best duo out there. Rock on. Well, there's more than a duo here. But anyhow, from a fan, Paul... Uh, Michael Lennox. So a shart here quick. That's an interesting idea, getting a mechanical bull at a wedding. Something fun to do. Uh, hey, it's Smiling Chris. Hey, Smiling Chris. Hey, Smiling Chris. Next Thursday is my birthday. And when did he send this to me? He sent it to me on the 11th, so I missed it, Chris. Chris is a big fan of the show. Black listener, Preston and Steve show. Uh, next Thursday is my birthday, so I was wondering if it would be possible to get a birthday shard out if it's possible that would make my day. Thanks in advance. Sincerely, Smiling Chris McAdden. So here you go, Chris. Love you, brother. Good to hear from you. He's like Jose. And then here's perpetually a, happy. Here's another one from uh, Nancy Daniker. Says, I was wondering if it's possible to get a shard out for my 60th birthday on November 13th. Dates don't mean anything no, to me. No. Sorry, folks. I do my best. Uh, it was recently, oh, man, laid off of my job for 18 years. After 18 years. That uh, the, sucks. The thought of starting over the age 60 is frightening. Uh, good news is I recently did find employment, but starting over is something I never thought would happen at 60. My friends know me as Nan or Nanner. Uh, you guys rock. So here's a shard out. Good luck, Nanner. Good luck. You're going to do great. All right. Thank you, guys. Uh, Casey brought to my attention something that I didn't even realize that I, as well, do. And uh, it, when you are adjusting the volume on your television, yes. is there a number associated with yes. the volume? Yes. Yep. Okay. Do you know what? You're smiling, Kath. You know what we're going to mention? I know exactly. No, I just know exactly what my number is. Okay. You know what your number is. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, what increments yours go? Is it one, two, three, four, five, uh-huh. six, and so on? Um, uh, Casey, yours go in halves? Like no, point, no, no. Point fives? Nope. No, it goes in, you know, one, two, three, four, five, okay. all the way up to a hundred, I believe. Yeah, I think mine might be the same. Yeah. So Casey, tell what your, uh, your regular is. So I, I have this, uh, com- compulsion. Is it whatever? Like an OCD? ocd An OCD thing where my TV volume has to be on a derivative of five. So... It, it can't be like twenty six. Can't be twenty seven. Has to be bothers 20. you. That's has, not a compulsion. That's completely normal. Okay, <laughs> it has to be twenty five, thirty, thirty five, forty, forty five, fifty. You're fine. Yeah, I, uh, I'm the same way. Are you okay, really? You too. Oh, yep. Yep. I didn't even realize it that when I am looking for the proper volume, and let's say I've got it on, you know, thirty eight or whatever it may be, I'm like, yeah, that's good enough. But I'm going to pump it up <laughs> two more just so it's 40. nice and even, right? Yeah. Okay. Or or uh, or or a five. It's okay. got to be a five or a zero. Now, also, so my TV volume when you, when you hit it, it's a circle. Okay. Right. Yep. So sometimes it's a linear thing. When it's a circle, I also like if I can get it so that it's a, like a perfect quarter hour. Okay. So like, oh, you, you love know, that. Oh, and so <laughs> that is basically twenty five. That's so bank it time. Yeah. If I if I have a perfect <laughs> volume, the the 
absolute pinnacle perfect volume is twenty five because it's a, it's a quarter of the pie, right, 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 and it's a and it's a five. Uh, it's a derivative of five. What do you do, okay. Steve? I actually, uh, it's like I season to taste. Uh, whatever I'm listening to, I, I don't care what the number's on, but I know how I like to hear things. Right. And so for an action movie, uh, like, and depending on what room I'm in, I have surrounded everything and sound bars all over the place that are like Dolby's, Atmos, and all that crap. Because I'm a lunatic, I should be stopped. But the truth of the matter is that, so I'm, I, but I do understand with the way I, I square things off right, and, right. and my angles, I do understand <laughs> Uh, it, it, like what I'm watching in in uh, you know in the in the theater room there. Yeah. Your theater, yes, I mean, you have a theater room. It's a living room with right. a big TV. Okay. Uh, but anyway, uh, the um, I have it between sixty five and seventy five. I like it cranked. But I guess I am hitting on the fives. Yeah. See, I just I didn't know it. Yeah. yeah, I don't care about it. Same for me. I, I need the sound. Mine doesn't have to be. So my yeah. old TV, I guess must mm. the speakers must have been louder. I don't know. Because it was at 11, which is, seems pretty oh. low. But that's that's just what it was. And now uh, I got a new TV. And so it's at 17. There's, uh, there, there are a couple things, Nick, before you jump in. <laughs> so uh, my wife will watch stuff. On standard definition, which kills Oh, still? Me. She still does that? I'll go in and I'll be watching. <laughs> There's this huge set, and in the middle is a little stamp picture. <laughs> I love you, baby. And then uh, the sound is either blowing the roof off or absolutely unhearable. <laughs> Can't hear it. Uh, there's no happy medium. So, I think uh, yeah. she could come over and live with my parents, to be honest <laughs> with you, <laughs> because they keep it in low def. And uh, you might as well have, it, it could be serve as a torture chamber at Guantanamo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get them the Xbox. Yeah. Out, uh, yeah. Casey, no, there are no technological solutions. I'm just, <laughs> no, there is. I appreciate. No, because pre- the X1 box, All right. if, if you hit standard definition, like, it's easier to remember that. It, that's, it's it's HD, nice of you to try. It, it, it really, automatically uh, takes you HD. That's case, what I'm trying to tell you. Like, you I, can, I, and I, I had that default yeah. set, though you can, if you if you hit it enough, you can override it. Stop it. Yeah. And, and she'll, so I don't. There are things that technically happen that I don't think the designers ever. How did I do this? And, and I'll, she'll come to me with the phone, and I'm like, I don't even, you know, yeah. I do. How do you? How did you get here? How did you get here? It's a fun. And then, and then when I go yeah. over and visit them, I have to reset it and help get oh. back. Um, but Casey, to your point, and, and I, I accept the five and tens. That's totally cool. In my house, it's even numbers. If it ends up, Kathy, I, like if it was an eleven or a seventeen, would, I'd probably freak out a little bit. Have to and I, twelve I, or an eighteen. Have to go up to one or, or down to you know uh, uh, down to ten or up to twelve. Hmm. See, right, but, I'm big, I can't have it too loud. Like it's the same thing with my headphones in here. It can't be too loud. It drives me insane. Like it almost like how it would drive you insane if it was on eleven. Yeah. If it's just like slightly too loud and like too distracting, I can't. I can't take it because most of the time, head, my, my headphones. When we're talking, and people say, "I don't." When, you notice I take them off immediately when we go into sound elements like music or whatever the commercials. A lot of times, with the commercials with their head, but when we're talking, I want to hear ev- So I crank them. I oh, want to hear he- the headphones. Yeah, I want to yeah. hear how the effects well, sound and all that stuff. And I know and, that's yeah. a li- it's that's a little bit different. Like yeah. that's whatever. But just like the TV at home, it can't be too loud, or else I can't take it. I uh, my hearing is so shot that yeah, I, <clears throat> I use closed captioning quite a bit. Do really? Yeah. A lot of people do because also because you... there there are little things you may miss and uh, and I don't want to blow the rest of the room away with the volume, yeah. so, so I put on closed captions. I mean, I understand so. that. People who have yeah. hearing issues or, yeah, you want to be able to hear the darn show. Let me yeah. let me get some calls, though, some people who concur with uh, with this type of thing uh, as far as the numbers and the volume go. I'm going to go to <laughs> Randall. Hi, Randall. You're on the air. Good morning. Yo, what's going on? Yo, buddy. Wanted to hear about, uh, do you do you have the same issue with the, the numbers as far as the volumes go? 
Yeah, it's going to kill Nick. But So I got something different for movies, shows, and either late at night or early in the morning. So for movies, I want to hear everything. It's got to be 39. No. But oh, my God. No way. So I get it. No, hear me out. It's just one yeah, word, man. No, 39. Who? What? Who are you? Well, wait. You also have to another, ask another question. What kind of TV do you have and what kind of sound system do you have? Why not just push it up to 40? A, one more. It's a 70-inch, it's a, it's a, it's a and I, it's just got the speakers that come with it. I have a sound bar, but I don't use that because I can't see where the volume is. All right. By, okay. by the way, so Steve understands it has nothing to do with the actual sound. It's just that number. It's like Casey not yeah. being able to wear mismatched socks, even yeah. though he doesn't see it's his legs. It's just the number. It's just that Gotcha. Thing. Gotcha. All right. So you got 39, and then what? And then 29 for shows. Why not 30? Then, <laughs> you're driving me crazy, <laughs> Randall. <laughs> no, but see, here's the thing, Nick. I start at 30, and then I go one down. Oh, it, you're I so you, Because he doesn't want it so loud. <laughs> okay. Okay, he does, okay, He Randall. does not. 30 is too loud, and 29 is just right. Maybe I, no, maybe I get it. Maybe, Randall, in your mind, 40 is just, that's pushing it too far. Yeah, see, I can't go. That's just going to wake everybody That's obscene. Yeah. That's, just That's obscene. You want to be respectful, so you take it down to 39. <laughs> yeah, but I always start at that top number and then go down. I can't go to 28 and then 29. It's just, it doesn't work. Because you, you have a genuine respect for the people in the room with you. Wow. Exactly, and everybody in the neighborhood as well. All right, in the neighborhood. You don't want right. to chase the people out. Thanks, Randall. You probably eat your pizza crust first, don't you? <laughs> Let me go next. Psychopath. Let me go next to Scott. Hi, Scott. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey, Darka, Darka, Darka. Darka. What, what is up, buddy? Uh, yeah, I have to keep mine all on even numbers when I'm watching, and if it's a little too, like the odd number might be just right, but I don't care. I go to the even number, and if it's loud, my wife's always yelling, ah, it's so loud, but... I don't care. I keep it on the even so I can hear it. If I go down low, it, it's too low. So do you do number you, Do you both watch? Do you watch? Uh, a do you do you share the same bed? And if so, do you watch TV in bed? No, we actually see, share the same uh, living space. But if I'm watching the Flyers, it's got to stay even number just because also superstition. <laughs> superstition. Okay, I hear you. Totally yeah. helps yeah. them win. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I, I actually, you know, even though I don't only do even numbers, I understand that more. So that's why that last caller with a 29, I'm like. I know. I, I know what you're saying because I, I, I need mine. Mine's on five or zero. Yeah. And, uh, and, and because I have a little more latitude. So the jump from, you know, 25 to 26, 27 is, is – Hardly even noticeable because you can go all the way up to 100. So there's a bigger range yeah. in the number. So I may I kind of square it off. What's yeah. what's what kills me too is on a lot of the systems on, on the um, I think it's on the X1, uh, one of my systems. So you you go below zero and it goes into minuses and that's when it's I don't have it, that. Yeah, it gets it gets more, more. It's like why not just make zero no volume? <laughs> why and, not make and, ten one louder? <laughs> Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Why go sub zero to diminish the sound? I think zero represents nothing. Yeah, yeah. that's mute. No sound. That's right. mute. Um, yeah. And I, I don't. I don't know. I n- I've never seen negative yeah. numbers for for volume. Casey, do you ever. have to? Uh, this is a bit of a tangent, but do you have to adjust the um, the gas pump so that it ends up being an even number when you're filling your tank? No, I do. No, no, no. now you got me. Okay. So now I'm in your realm. It it's always. Hard to do, but oh no, no, no! Not when. <laughs> I listen. Either you're a master, and uh, you know I I play that gas tank like a Stradivarius. Okay. And for me, I it has to end on an even dollar amount, twenty five dollars. 
when it's twenty five dollars and two cents? No. But then you try to get to twenty five, and it goes to twenty five oh two, and now what do you do? Listen, these are the. This is why I'm such a good lover. My hands are so sensitive and gentle. You can get it to twenty five. Absolutely. So now you get it. That's what we're talking about. So in that, but with the television volume, it has nothing to do with the actual. I season to taste with the sound. Yeah. But when I'm putting gas in, I want to make sure it's an even amount. And for some reason, I think it's the way I like to see it displayed on the credit card receipt. Yeah. I I like all that. Okay. So I don't. uh, the, the gas thing, no, but the, the but the TV volume, yes. Now, uh, when you have a light switch cover with multiple switches on it, they all have to, all have to be facing in the same direction. All right, about how about that. this? I I I simmer if I'm in the car and the temperature zones aren't synced. Oh yeah, I'm the same way. I have to have passenger <laughs> and driver synced. Yes. And if I get the car back or it's, it's gone through the, it's been washed. Yeah. And uh, no. Both. And my wife is good. She's cool. I don't make it unbearable, but I don't like to see on the readout, you know, 68 and 74 on her side. Yeah. It's got to be the same. So a few months ago, I took a picture. My daughter uh, painted the switch plate in my bedroom for the light switches. And it's really cool. It's a silhouette of Freddie Mercury singing. So, ah. cool. uh, so I took a picture of it, posted on Instagram. I'm like, this is great. People need to see yeah. this. A lot of the comments were the fact. Uh-huh. So, so we had to take the switch plate yeah. off to paint it and then screw it back on. The screws, which, by the way, were flathead screws, mm-hmm. uh, the, the the screws, the lines, where the, the slots where you actually stick the screwdriver in were not lined up lined exactly up. the same. <laughs> and it was driving people crazy. I'm like, you're out of your mind. That is an OCD thing. That mm-hmm. For me, that is things not at angles. Uh, not, not, um, but would you detail it so much so that the switch plates for your lights in the house, if are it, no, that but way? if it's something I'm displaying, perhaps like a Freddie Mercury light switch face plate, I might line up my, uh, <laughs> my Phillips uh, screws and my flatheads. Oh yeah. I, yeah. uh, it didn't even consider yeah. that. So I have two light switch plates in my kitchen, right? Um, and one of them has three lights on it. So, and then the other one only has two lights. And there is no way to get them to be perfect. And, like, it, you should probably move. I mean, I almost, like, I thought, it, well, I'm like. It will, it will drive it me, me crazy. crazy. It drives me <laughs> insane. We were at the Masonic Temple uh-huh. at Preston. And you, they, they were, there were three. They had the thing where they, they do their. Uh, their um, ceremony. Ceremony. Yeah. Uh, it's three lights. And it's at a right angle. And both you and I asked why. Yeah. So it's one light, one light, and then a light in, at, a, at a right angle. Uh-huh. And every time I was in the room, I'm like, we need a fourth light. Yeah, yeah dude. Yeah. We need. Because it doesn't encircle this yeah. little altar uh, all the way. I know what you're talking yeah. about. But uh, but it's their thing. Hang on, Casey. I need to go to these calls real quick to keep this going. I'm going to yeah, go yeah. to Barbara as far as uh, listening to volumes. Hi, Barbara. <laughs> Good morning. Hey, bitches. Hey, Barbara. what? What's up, Barbara? Hi, I'm in the car with my son, Alex, and he is a prime number kid. Prime numbers for everything. And I'm like, Kathy, if it's just one bar up, and it's just too loud. I can't see. I can't concentrate. Yeah. So I turn it down to 12. And he's like, it'll turn it back down then to, you know, 7. I'm like, God. Or 13. You can go or up 13. 1 to 13. Yeah, yeah. It, you can be a little what bit that? more bold. Well, that's how I learned prime numbers from him. Okay. So <laughs> prime numbers. That's funny. So what he, what he listens to needs to be on a prime. Okay. Interesting. No matter what. Thank you, Barbara. Yeah. I Thanks, also everybody. I also understand Casey's a display thing about about I I it, the volume the way the volume displays on the TV I like I like to have it look a certain way. Yeah. Uh let me go next to <laughs> Andrew. Hi Andrew, good morning. 
morning. Sorry to bother you at work. Uh, it's all good, man. What's up? Um, so, yeah, I have two settings for my uh, five-year-old. I have one for me and one for my five-year-old. When she watches, when we watch movies together, she, uh, we put it at 25. But for me, because I'm getting older and obviously years are shot with concerts and everything, um, it's about 40, 45. Um, cause it's, it, you know, and sometimes I do closed captioning because obviously, you know, uh, as you said, yeah, but do, do you have a, do you have an issue with the actual number? Does it have to be, uh, oh, it has, oh, it has to be. Yeah. It, 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 it's the same thing with gas too. It always has to end on a certain dollar amount. So when I look at my credit card statement or my check card statement, I know exactly what that is for. So okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I, I agree. And that's why I do it as well. That's one of the reasons I do it with, with the gas. Let me ask you, Preston, do you, because I ride the volume a lot of times. Like, I'll notice, like, on, on Fox yeah. 29, if you're watching a show and, and certain commercials come on, yeah. boom, yeah. the yep. volume is through the roof. Yeah, it's the main reason that I have the remote all the time. Yeah. Uh, is, is for volume. It's yeah. not for switching channels all the time, but I, I ride the volume quite a bit because I, you know, I've got hearing issues. I have tinnitus. And, yeah. and, and, I, and I need to make sure that volume is, is proper for me. So the only problem that really sucks is uh, when I'm going to bed because sometimes. That's like, when the whores come in. That's when the whores come in, <laughs> shaking their behind for the men folk. Um, <laughs> no, because like 25 might be too loud and 20 is too soft. But I, I have to have it on one. So when I'm going to sleep... You'll I'll, make an exception? No. Oh, no. God. No. Okay. The hell do you think I am? Then what do you do? I go too soft. Okay. I'd rather go too soft than too loud at, at 99. Hey, it works for sex. Yeah. yeah. You sleep with the uh, the TV on, though, oh, right? I have to. Yeah, I can't yeah. do that. Yeah. No, I can't. Of, I can't. I can't. No. We're seeing a lot of of, uh, of people commenting that the volume, if, if they're going to side one way, uh, needs to be even. Always has to be even. Is there anybody where it has to be odd? Yes. Where that sh- is there really? Yeah, the the weirdos out there are texting <laughs> that. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, the, the the prime number people. I mean, those are all odd. Right. They can't be even. The only odd number that's okay for me is the five, fifteen, or twenty five. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let me go to Chris. Hi, Chris. Good morning. Hi, Dad Zooks, guys. Yeah, Zooks, buddy. All right. So share your little issue with the volume. The volumes belong in divisibles of 10. Everything else throws my day into disarray and ruins my life. Um, My beautiful daughter that I love dearly was born two years ago, and ever since my life has been hell. Because 20 is entirely too loud because her bedroom is close to our living room, and 10 is way too quiet because I can't hear the TV at that point. Uh, So I've had to live in the realm of uh, 12 to 15 for the past two years. It's been awful so even even halfway even uh five uh 15 you know that way with increment 10 increments of 10 increase that won't work for you it's got to be 10 20 30 40 50 it can't be 5 15 25 15 has kept me relatively sane (laughs) but i yeah but it, it kills me to set it to 15 but uh when i get to 20 and my daughter's sleeping my wife Usually comes in and says, "Turn it down." So, yeah, you know, um, and also some of these systems, in your defense, are calibrated. It seems to be yeah. that as you as you raise the volume, there is sort of an algorithm that raises it more than the increment you're seeing increase on the screen. Yeah. Hey, Chris, real quick, this is your first child. Yes. 
All right, so believe it or not, and I'm not just like to, you know talking out my ass here. It's actually better to, as your child is sleeping, to have them around louder sounds. So they they tell people to like, especially early on in their lives, like run the vacuum and stuff like that. So it sort of teaches them discharge to discharge a firearm. <laughs> I no, don't so know about right. that. They're not upset by, like, the, the slightest noise. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> kind of desensitizes them to some noises. And they can sleep yeah. through it. And then also, like, why don't you have her go into the bedroom uh, when she's not sleeping? I'm talking about your wife. Have the volume on on 20, like you like it, and and ask her if it's if it's too loud then. And then... Is that too loud? Yeah. Tough. Yeah. <laughs> and then you can soundproof stuff. You know, go get some, like, yeah. foam and soundproof it. All right. You know, put up some more drywall or something. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. Appreciate it. Build man. a safe Thanks. room. I saw somebody text us in, and, and uh, I'm going to mention this while we obviously would like you to listen to MMR and only MMR. Uh, in, on your presets on your car radio, do you have them in order of the frequency number or yes. in order of your preference? Nope. And I, every now and then I'll post what a do you photo do? of MMR. Preference. I, I go. No, I don't go preference. I, I go do preference. Do, okay, yeah, so I, I go with the lowest uh, frequency to the highest frequency. Okay. And because MMR is my number three preset, and I get crap from listeners every now and then. What's? Why is it not your number one? It's right. just not number one sequentially. I I go in order of my favorite, and then uh, that's cool. And and down. Oh, and, and then the last resort is way down at the end there. Yes, that's it. Mm -hmm. Mine starts with MMR, and then I go in order from there. Okay. So it sometimes can wrap back around. MMR supersedes your system. All roads lead to MMR. Right, so that's one, and then you go from there. That's crazy. I only have MMR on my presets. Oh, all your presets? All the way across the board. I mean, I don't listen to the other ones. Have you ever done an appearance at a car store and and Dude, every single time. Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Rental rental cars. I sent them all to MMR. Me too. Absolutely. That's the best. I'll burn the call letters into the uh, neighbor's lawn with gas. Sometimes I'll do it in my own car if I'm taking it in for service. I'll yeah. just put it, there you go. Right there. Sorry, if you're going to listen, this is where you're listening uh-huh. to. Oh, dude. I do that all the time. Mm-hmm. It stays on there and the radio's on. <laughs> I, I won't say a place that, that sometimes my car ends up at, but when it comes back, I get some sort of yeah. another station. Calypso <laughs> channel. I'm yeah. like, what are you listening to? Don't touch my stereo. Yeah. I know. I do appreciate the ones, though, that I'll come in and it's turned off. Yeah. So I, that makes me believe that they turned it off from the get go. Oh, yeah. That right, might yeah. be that might actually be a uh, a protocol at some uh, car service places that have to turn it off. Yeah, uh, but I'm not really sure. My brother in law he he owns a garage, so he does the work on my car, and he he likes to screw with me, and he will. <laughs> either, does he, was he change your presets? <laughs> he'll he'll either erase them all, or change them all, or I'll have the car blasting when I get into <laughs> it. Like, yes, I, lo- I used to do that to yeah. friends. That was a practical joke. Yeah, you that was a classic. Turn it on, turn the windshield wipers on. When, when everything on. would start automatically upon ignition. You can't do that oh, yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, turn everything yeah. on. Everything's a little... Mm-hmm. <laughs> man, man, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> love that. Uh, uh, oh, man. Hang so on, great. let me go to... I'm going to go to... Is this Yard? Is that your name? Yeah, this is Yard. What's up, Yard? Oh, what's up, man? By the way, black listener. Oh! Hey. Welcome. Jersey, rock, black <laughs> listener. Yeah. Whatever I said. Where are you from, Yard? Uh, Norristown. Okay, okay. not Jersey. All right, so Norristown anyhow, Rock. What, what's your story with, with numbers and, and what you need to do? Uh, because it says here you have stuff that has to do with food, or I, I don't know, do tell. If anybody's listening that knows me, they're going to they're gonna agree with it. So I've been around music all my life. Music has to be odd numbers, and if I eat food, it has to be even numbers. <laughs> I don't understand. But the food has to be separated. So if I eat cookies, two on the right side of my mouth, two on the left side of my mouth. Whoa. Wow. You're a whole other level, man. Yeah. Is 
getting worse as I'm getting older. <laughs> <laughs> but but in your mind, why why an even number when you're eating as opposed to when you're not eating? I do not have a legitimate answer. If okay. I get five chicken fingers, the biggest one gets cut in half and it gets split up on either side. So I got two and a half and two and a half. <laughs> okay. Oh All right. Interesting. It's, Very interesting, yeah. Yard. It's getting worse, man. All right, hang in there, well, man. These are the little Appreciate things. They, they could be worse. There, Pete. You know, you're yeah. you're not at hoarder level. No. Yeah. I mean, for me, and you, I, I do it all throughout the show. I, I'm constantly squaring off my stuff and making I, sure. I just call these things isms. It's yeah. just it's yeah. just your little thing. It's whatever it is, you know. Yeah. I'm probably isms. not mm. not alone with this, but if you step on a crack in the sidewalk with your right foot, break you, your mother's back. No, you got to step on the next one with your left foot. No. All right, and then after that, you try to avoid them, and then just try to avoid. Avoid it, and then if you mistakenly do it again, then you got to do it again. No, I don't do that. No, no, no but <laughs> I can see it. There are times where I will avoid cracks just for fun, but uh, no, I don't have to. Okay, oops, I did it. Now I got to use the left foot. There are people though who carry that to the extreme, yeah. and, and sure. you know, well, so, them crazy. <laughs> watch me walk on a tile floor sometime. You know, oh, I'd love to. Does he, does he have to take a crap? <laughs> Because like be I'm stepping every, very yeah, gotta, like, like yeah, I gotta step inside each tile. Each tile, yeah. Okay. What if there are various colors? Do you try to hit the 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 same colors? Say if there's <clears> there's <throat> some scattered yellows amongst blues, where you just try to hit the yellows. I'm not saying it's an every single time thing. So sometimes I like purposely like I, like I won't pay attention, so I don't have to uh, walk like that. Well, for a brief period here, they were laying down carpet tiles, and they had a. Uh, it was incomplete in uh, the what'll be our new guest, our new yes. green room, uh-huh. and there was a bizarre configuration that they had set up temporarily, and it was driving me out of my mind. They had like you know one strip of t- of tiles that did not match the other carpet. It looked stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, <laughs> oh. Yeah. Uh, let me go to Angelica. Has been on hold for a while. Hi, Angelica. Good morning. Hey, you guys rock. Thank you. Thank you. So uh, what's your story with uh, volume numbers? So it has to be an even number in, like, multiples of two. So it could be 20 or 18, but it um, it couldn't be, like, 14 or, or 16. It would have to be 15. So when you go up in increments, so, so you – do you – If 22 is too low, it would have to go up to 25. Uh, um, you can't stop at 24. You have to go one no. further. Okay, uh, I got okay now I have Even you. numbers unless it's close to a, uh, a division of five. Right. Okay. That's, uh, well, wow, that's a little more involved. See, I, I feel that, that way with, with the gas. If I'm at, if I'm at $28.89, I have to go to $29. Thanks, Angelica. Yeah. Uh, let me go next to uh, Mike. Hey, Mike. Yes. Yeah, what's up, buddy? Hey. You're on the air. Stop. So my my thing is pretty simple. Yep. I think it's even numbers, but as soon as that number hits thirteen, that's it. I'm over it. I can never. I can. There's no way. I'll turn the TV off. Well, if you even skim across that number, thirteen is that because of the classic uh, unlucky connotation? I, I just think yes. Yeah, so my the TV I have it's very loud. The numbers that correspond with the volume are very low. So I could be at about – Steve will appreciate this. I was watching Evil Dead last night. Yes, yeah, of course. And I was, about, I was about a nine, which is odd. I tell my girlfriend, hey, could you please turn it up? She goes to 11. I said, no, that won't do. Please turn it up again. She goes to 13, which obviously doesn't work for me. Turn the TV right off. You, you turn, turn it, it off. Enough. I've had enough of your cruelty. I, so it's funny. over. 
I couldn't do it. I couldn't even watch it. I turned the TV curse right off. If, if, it falls, if it fell squarely on that number, I'm through. All right. Also, to hit on to hit on what um, a previous caller was saying about, I think Preston, you hit on it was the um, uh, plates for the outlets. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The first home I bought, I they were all um, flathead screws. Okay. And they're all in different directions. I wiped all of them out, bought all new. I don't know how many there were, two dozen, three dozen, four dozen. I they weren't flathead anymore. They were Phillips head. Okay. Yeah, Phillips are you can have it pretty much any way and it's gonna look so right. Phillips who are either whether you look at it will be a plus sign. Right. If you t- or if you or turn an it X. another way it will be an X. Yeah. Yeah. Big fight big fight with me and the girlfriend. Which way we wanted these screws. X's or pluses. X's or pluses. Wow. We we couldn't agree. Oh my god. Got rid of all those. Went back to flatheads, and they all were straight up and down. Wow. Well, there's, there's a screw that I've started using. It's like it's like a like a hexagon. God yeah. bless you, Mike. You've used those case. Yeah, they, they're they're really for for screwing in. They're just the best. They're yeah, like a hex nut type yeah. of thing. Okay, interesting. All right. Well, listen. Clearly, this is something a lot of people uh, have as not necessarily an issue, like a you know something that's bugging them. It's just your thing. It's just whatever. You it know? is. But you talk about like him with the thirteen. Preston, we talked in the conversation about people who purchase something and end up on six six six. Yeah, yeah. And have to add something on. Well, I'll yep. tell you just some, of... something that has started happening um, with purchases that I think is brilliant. So a lot of times, like if you go to a place and you're like, "Hey, would you like to donate a dollar to whatever?" My, I'm like, no, I don't want to. Uh, and I'm then f you for asking me. Because now I feel like a terrible person for not donating a dollar. Well, now they're saying, would you like for us to round this up to the closest dollar? And I'm like, yes, I would. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I so love that. So that works for you. Yes. You know what? They may have found that that, is, that, the, that it plays into mm-hmm. some people's ism, if you're, you know, for using my term, yeah. of needing to have a, a, a nice round number. Yeah. It's actually very smart. And, it's, uh, and it'll do you know, wonders yeah. for charity. Yeah, because so. you've got to figure, you know, for every you know, 10 people that are saying no, like if you can get... One of those people like yeah. to, to say yes, and you know, you know, thirteen cents is more than zero mm. cents. You know, you're right. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, listen. Thanks for uh, jumping in. We appreciate it. We need to take a break because we have a number of guests that are going to be coming by. We have yeah. someone who's going to be stopping by the next break for the B or right after the B file. A very cool announcement that we have. Uh, we also have William Duvall, lead singer of Alice in Chains, will be in our studio a little bit after eight o'clock as well. And director and writer Ryan Johnson will be here, and our friends from Godshall's Turkey yeah. Bacon are coming in. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. What's new? Glad you asked. Dinosaur Pilo. The Struts. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. Our friends from Godshall's Turkey Bacon are here this morning. I was just having a turkey bacon cheddar biscuit. Uh-huh. Uh, but they also brought in turkey bacon goat cheese pot stickers, uh, bacon gingerbread waffles. What? And mummy fingers. Mummy fingers? <laughs> yeah, bacon wrapped sausage and dough. Uh, which is try that. So, so they look pretty solid. Uh, you can look for Godshall's new easy-to-read packaging at Acme, ShopRite, Redner's, and Walmart. And I have a six-pack of coupons good for six full-size packages. Godshall's turkey bacon. We'll take call. Well, let's take call number six. How about yeah. That? 
215-263-WMMR, and I will set you up with that. Let's do the B-Files. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Files. Well, looky, looky, it's brought to you by Godshalls. Check out the all-new Godshalls packaging where you buy bacon. Easier to read nutrition, like 80% less fat than pork and 6 grams of protein. Real wood-smoked taste. Godshalls. A report published recently in the Journal of Emergency Medicine tells of the case of a 60-year-old man who came into the emergency room after he developed a sore throat, fever, difficulty swallowing, and the feeling that something was stuck in his throat. Oh, boy. He told doctors that his symptoms began a week earlier after he scarfed down a cupcake on Mother's Day. The doctor ordered a, a CT scan. Something's wrong, something's sir? Something's wrong. Okay. Can you describe the sensation that you're having? I can't swallow. Oh, okay. That sounds like an issue. Yeah. So they ordered a CT scan, which showed a five-centimeter foreign body in the man's esophagus. He underwent an upper endoscopy, during which doctors removed the item in the throat and repaired a tear that it had made. They realized the foreign body was a plastic cupcake topper. Oh, oh no. Yeah. So I don't know what it was, but sometimes they have little, you know, it might keep... be a little man. It might yep. be a little. No, sure. I think it was a little novelty. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, the man was hospitalized for four days. I mean, it tore his throat wow. up. Uh, but uh, he was okay after that. But he just didn't realize he swallowed whatever was on top of I've it. I've seen times like when, when they'll put decorative things and people think it's made out of like spun, like sugar. Or yeah. they'll fondant. Eat and they'll eat it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the Florida woman arrested for whipping... Her 26-year-old stepson with a belt after he violated curfew has been ordered to complete an anger management program as part of a deferred prosecution agreement. Uh, Valerie Branch Galloway was collared on a misdemeanor domestic battery charge after she struck the victim 30 times with a leather belt. Let me remind you, though, he's 26 years old. Okay, Yeah, exactly. So Galloway whipped her stepson. He was about 30 minutes late for his midnight curfew. Okay, hang on a second. He's 26. It's her stepson. It's not even her actual son. And the curfew was midnight? Yeah, mm-hmm. so I'll, I'll explain. The punishment well, was... Well, she wanted an even number. ...was meted out in the home uh, that uh, Galloway shares with her husband, uh, who is the victim's father. Galloway offered the victim his choice of punishment. Either she would tell her husband about the tardiness... Or he could endure some licks. Oh, no, don't tell Dad. Exactly. That's what I'm going to tell your father. Then he'll tell my wife. Uh, Upon opting for the belt, the man was struck 30 times in the buttock area. Uh, The victim told cops that he asked Galloway to stop hitting him after 11 licks, but she replied, No, you have 19 more. When questioned by police, Galloway admitted striking her stepson in the buttock area for being late, but denied that he ever said to stop. A patrolman who interviewed the victim reported that he had bruising on his lower right back and hip area. The cop also added, it should be noted, the Vic is 26 years old. 26. Stop. Okay, keep doing it. (laughs) Uh, During a recent court hearing, Galloway entered into a domestic violence deferred prosecution program agreement. With prosecutors as part of the deal, Galloway acknowledged that she is in need of some counseling. Well, when the 26-year-old and the 30-year-old get out of line, you got to whip them. In, uh, let's see, Indian police have hailed the arrest of a notorious suspected poacher who they say killed sloth bears and ate their penises as a very important catch. Uh, what, now, what is it? Sometimes they think this stuff is like an aphrodisiac. But that's what they feel, yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, the man known as Yarlin uh, had been on the run for years. 
Uh, and authorities were first alerted when they found sloth bear carcasses without genitals in a national park. Uh, the nomadic uh, Parati Bahelia tribe, uh, he is a part of, believe the animal's penis is an aphrodisiac. There you go. Uh, but Yarlin, which, by the way, is Indian for cooter. Uh, <laughs> it's a certain symmetry. Like he'd, be, he'd be the guy, yeah, right? right? If anyone's going to go after the sloth penis, it's cooter. Was also a major figure in the tiger poaching trade in central India. He was a, su- he was a suspect in several cases involving the... Uh, poaching and trading of endangered wild animals, including tigers, he is alleged to have used several different identities to evade capture. Tigers are also castrated for the same reason. Uh, Yarlin is yet to be charged, and neither he nor a lawyer have commented on the allegations. I don't really get bear hunting in general. Uh, it, it doesn't, to me, doesn't... Uh, does, I don't... See... I'm not familiar with the sloth bear. I, yeah, no, I mean, in general... I, I, Big game hunting. Uh, I don't. Know. Is there like an over? Like is there an overabundance? Is there an sometimes I understand they'll do that, but I just, I, you know, I, I, as many times as I see a picture of someone with like a giraffe, I'm like, why? You're talking about trophy hunting. Yeah, like trophy yeah, hunting. Right. Yeah. yeah, I agree. A local CBS reporter in California. Did you guys see this? Was apparently fired after he, during a live news segment, climbed atop classic privately owned cars, even seemingly damaging one of them in the process. Uh, Angel Cardenas. Was I didn't see this. A correspondent for KMAX TV's Good Morning Sacramento. <laughs> Good morning, Sacramento. They hate it. Hey, the classy car show's going out at the Stuckies. We're going to go out to our correspondent who's dancing on top of him. You're crazy. Uh, he was. <laughs> <laughs> He was on air Sunday at the Sacramento International Auto Show, and someone who, who caught the uh, the segment on air, Adam Copeland, posted a clip of it to Facebook as he has never seen, quote, such a disregard for someone else's vehicle. Cardenas playfully tells viewers the only person out here is a media coordinator. The event doesn't start until later in the day. No one's out here to tell me which car I can't go in because some of these are off limits, and I'm just going to live on the wild side. And then he gets on top of a yellow Ford Thunderbird uh, laying on his side, posing on the car. He said, I feel like a kid in a candy store without the owners because you can do anything. I then moves on to another car. I've got a baseball bat. A pink Thunderbird. (laughs) (laughs) Look at this. It's Sacramento. Uh, moves on to another car, a pink Thunderbird, and opens the driver's side door, which dings into another vehicle sitting next to it. I mean, people spend a lot of money. Oh. Restoring these vehicles. And they baby them. Oh, yeah. They'll they do. flatbed them to these shows. So he briefly takes a look at the possible damage and then proceeds to get inside the car and quips that nobody's looking before directing the cameraman to zoom in on the spot where the door hit the neighboring vehicle. Uh, Cardenas later crosses through a barrier around a Ford Explorer and hops on top of the hood of the car. Uh, and uh, two of the on air hosts tell him, uh, I would get off of that now if I were you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, no. I'm going to take a crap in the glove compartment. <laughs> Mm. The following day, the Auto Show's Facebook page was updated with a message about the incident. Show's producers reached out to the producer of the general manager of the CBS affiliate about the astonishingly awful incident. Hey, listen, we want to apologize for something that happened yesterday. And was told (laughs) Cardenas was immediately fired following the segment. So Cardenas uh, was out at the children's hospital and started disconnecting respirators. He's a he's a crazy guy. they, (laughs) They ended up firing him, and there you go. That's what we have. In the bizarre file for you this morning. All right, so we have a couple of guests that are on the program to join us about an event that is coming up. We would like to welcome the VP of Operations of Act. 
Bill Crosby yeah. is here this morning. Good morning, guys. How you doing, Bill? I'm doing great. How are you? Uh, wonderful. And along with him comes the communications manager of Acme, Dana Ward. Hey, Dana. Hey. Hi, Dana. How are you? Good. Excellent. So we're getting ready for the Camp Out for Hunger. We've already done the Save the Date event. Uh, we announced that uh, Monday, December 2nd at Xfinity Live inside the Wells Fargo Center Complex is where this is taking place again. And just wanted to make sure that people have the date set aside. Then the other announcement leading up to is the yeah. one that involves you guys. Absolutely. And we are happy to have you here again. So would you like me to announce it, announce it and then get the details from you? I or would let Preston you... announce it and then you yeah, give yeah. the details. Okay, yeah. so once again, we are here to announce the Preston Steve Camp Out for Hunger Head Start yeah. with Acme! Yeah. All right. So it, it is indeed the Head Start program, which we uh, began a few years ago, and it was so successful that we're like, we have to keep doing well, this. Well, A, the pairing with Acme is essential. It's awesome. And when we announce this with you guys, it really feels as if we're in camp out mode yeah. because this is a critical step. And it, ever since we started doing it, because as long as we've been doing the camp out, the early days of the camp out are always have traditionally been Preston. I don't know if this is. I don't know if we're going to get a turnout. I don't know if this is going to yeah. go well. To have you guys kick it off and have this preamble, if you will, leading up to it, just makes us feel that much more comfortable that it will be a success. So awesome on you guys. Absolutely. Yeah, Bill. What, what can you say a little bit about uh, Acme and the involvement in uh, in Camp Out for Hunger? Well, we've been proud partners with you guys you've done an excellent job you know feeding the delaware valley last year it was over half a million pounds five hundred twenty thousand pounds we raised uh to support the cause the early start kicks off today in all of our stores um ten dollar buys you uh, with ten dollar donation you buy a virtual bag uh that we give with the food and it's been a success when we do it down at the xfinity live it works it works tremendously for, for that and then the people so that mm-hmm. people know if you've if you've never been down make this the the year you go down but acme sets up a satellite on-premises store so you can come and buy your food and not only that the people that work that that area and we'll be out there selling the food are awesome no matter what They're the weather conditions all volunteers and it, it makes a huge difference yeah, so we couldn't do it without our eighteen thousand people our associates are get behind it they from our loss prevention people to our warehouse drivers to our store associates everybody's out there supporting it it is a great cause now acme's so. my that's my that's my jam <laughs> so i you know i'm, I'm a, a massive uh, a fan of what you do but at the store um, and, and the way everything, it's just describe how people go about when they're in the store making this happen. Well, there's a display of the bags. You can go up and you grab a bag or right at the register. It's easy, right at the register. The cashier will ask you if you want to donate. You donate five, 10, 20, 50 bucks. We'll take 100 bucks, whatever you got. Awesome. Help uh, help out with the cause. So um, believe it or not, Thanksgiving starts t- uh, today for us. Uh, we have the best in class uh, free turkey promotion. It's uh, with every 100 hours, you get a free turkey. Um, and people start today shopping for the holidays, so yeah. it's not too early for the for the food drive, and and we get behind it and take advantage of everything with the generosity of our customers and our associates. It's just a great cause to be with. And Dana, you guys work directly with Phil Abundance on this. We work directly with Phil Abundance. We work with all of our regional Feeding America partners, um, as well as a couple of food pantries as well. You know, as as we did last year, we had those turkey dinners that are also part of Camp Out yeah, now. Yeah. Um, so we work with. 
um, you know, like a hundred different food pantries as well to get those turkey dinners out. So, but Phil Abundance is a huge partner for us. Um, they make it easy for us. Um, and you know, they just do a great thing for everybody. And, uh, when will this run the head start until? So it runs until the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. So I guess that's the 27th this yeah, year. Yeah, November 27th. Right. And yeah. then the yeah. following Monday is when camp out starts. Yep, and, we'll and, and because we'll our trucks down. Yes. And we love <laughs> seeing those yeah. trucks. But the way you guys work so seamlessly with Phil Abundance over the course of the years, not only has the take increased, but the efficiency of what's being taken in yes. healthy food and, 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 and good options and fuller meals. And uh, again, we say it, th- we've said it on the air many times, Phil Abundance says it, without the camp out for hunger, they'd be in dire straits. But without Acme to the uh, camp out for hunger, we'd all be in dire straits. Yeah. So again, thank you for what you guys do. Absolutely. And if you stop in on a Sunday, it's game day. Make sure you wear your Eagles apparel. Yeah. Yeah. 5%, yeah. Off. 5% yeah. off for $20 off. or more, right? Yep. I know these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm on board to swoop in and win. Yeah. That's right, man. They're giving away uh, Eagles tickets, Eagles uh, season tickets for next year. Yeah. So, By the way, best yogurt parfaits and chocolate chip cookies. So uh, I uh, have to throw that out there. You guys were supposed to bring chocolate chip oh, cookies they did. for Steve, did you? I still, I I still love you. I thought they did. Listen, okay, all right. it's all right. They'll be down the hall. They'll be all right. We'll make sure. I'm we sure therapy hey. will help me. <laughs> we make love you guys, uh, and we appreciate the continued support. We're excited about this year. Uh, so very excited. We're, we're going to beat last year. Uh, yes, absolutely. Yes. Awesome. Beat last year. All right, yes. and we will see you guys there. We'll be there. We'll be there. Thank you, appreciate Bill and Dana. Time. We Thanks. appreciate it. Bill Crosby. Yeah. VP of Operations with Acme and Dana Ward, the communications manager for Acme. So that begins today. Stop in your local Acme, and you can, at the checkout, you can uh, make a donation right there toward a $10 bag of food. It can be whatever denomination you want, but uh, help us out in this really kickstarts the whole thing. And then when you come down, Acme has the onset supermarket right there, and you can buy the pre-made Bags. It's easy to do. We've, that's the the whole thing. We want to make it as easy as possible, seamless as possible. And we couldn't do it without these guys. Not at all. No. So thank you again to Acme. Let's take a break and come back in a moment. We're scheduled to have William Duvall in the studio. He's performing tonight at uh, the City Winery, and we're going to have director and uh, writer uh, Ryan Johnson in the studio as well. Knives Out is his film that's opening up in November. So we'll be back in just a couple of minutes. Stay with us. Love Preston, Steve, and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Our next guest and his band are no strangers to this radio station. Uh, they have graced the stage at the MMRBQ on a few occasions, and they're just absolutely wonderful. Uh, he is in town to play a Sans band, though, because he's got his first solo album out. It's called One Alone. Please welcome... William Duvall yeah. of Alice in Chains. Hey, William, how you doing, man? I'm good. Thank you very much for having me. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Nice to see you. I want to mention the gig tonight, by the way, is going to be at uh, City Winery. This album... One alone is what I would say is the equivalent in acting to full frontal nudity. (laughs) Because this is you and a guitar. That's right. Yeah, it's one guitar, one voice for the whole album. That's a pretty cool... Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. 
an ambitious thing to take on. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 It's yeah. funny, though, because that's, I mean, I assume that's the way you compose, right? Right. So, uh, it, you know, it, it is the most direct from initial concept to execution exactly. to stage reaction. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's giving you the songs, uh, Right from their origin. Yeah. You know, without the embellish. Because so many times, I guess, and, and you know, um, Preston's a musician, uh, but, you know, to, to uh, things get flourished up or they go through the process and, you know, something the way it ends up on a record, you know, these songs are designed to be this way. And so in a way, you know, it's, 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 it's pure. But as Preston says, you're out there. Love, yeah. you'd love it or hate it, you totally, know. Yeah. Totally, yeah, and that and that was part of the reason for doing it. You know, I mean, some of the some of the songs on this album were uh, previously recorded by my band, Comes with the Fall. Right. And I always felt like those particular songs would present well in this setting, and then others were written specifically for this. It, it's funny because I remember always hearing that Paul McCartney, uh, "The Long and Winding Road," um, you know, which ended up with a Phil Spector production, yeah, uh, wall, and of, sound wall of sound, it, yeah. and it's a great song. But but he always thought it was more of a just a piano, right? And and in fact, there are versions of 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 that, and um, and so a lot of times people will use this sort of. I'm just going to take the guitar because this is the way I really want it to be played. Would, yeah. Was that it for you? Because you said it ended up in a band version, but. Yeah, 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 and I mean, I I love the band versions as well, but but uh, there was just something about these songs, and and the old adage goes that if you have a strong song, then it should stand up to this kind of presentation. Yeah, you know that you can you can strip everything away and still have something that is is compelling, hopefully, you know. And yeah. so, yeah, it was just I wanted to get as reductive as possible for this album, you know. What is it like in a band dynamic when you say, "Hey guys, I got this idea"? Uh, is it a little? Is it? I mean, I'm sure you guys are the closest of friends, so it's probably easy in that regard. But still, what's it like when you when you have to approach your band members and say, "I'm going to do something else"? Oh, it's just you know, it is what it is. You yeah. know, like we we just came off of a long campaign for Rain or Fog, mm-hmm. uh, that album uh, we put out, and and uh, I mean, it's two years of touring and. And then after that, you know, we kind of go our separate ways, and whatever people want to do is what they want to do. Okay. Yeah. Well, you you came into it with having your own stuff going, Mm -hmm. and so that I think that helps, and they know that you have your other things that that keep you engaged. Right. And and, and in a way, I think when we first heard your voice and heard you, you know, with Alice in Chains, it was like, ah, you know, it's going to keep going. It makes sense. It sounds great. And, And so... Uh, it's sort of the best of both worlds for everybody because everyone, I'm sure they, I, I know for a fact they have side projects as well. It's everyone has to flex different creative muscles, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's the thing; these things can coexist, and and you know, there doesn't have to be any either or, right? Or, uh, friction or problem. It's all good, and uh, until yeah. it becomes a huge success, and then you leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but no, it's like I, I like you said, I had. I had a life before, right. before Alice, and and this kind of gets me back into uh, into more of that mode of thinking, you know. Reading up on you, you have you have an interesting uh, background musically <clears throat> because you you come from a lot. I think we all, when people are asked, "What do you like? What kind of music do you like?" Most people answer the same question: "I like everything," which is not necessarily true, but they essentially say that they have a broad. Uh, you know, I like a little bit of this. I like a little bit of that. And reading up on you, uh, you really are all over the place musically, and I mean that as a compliment. Um, from hardcore punk uh, to experimental jazz to straight up rock. And what I didn't know about you, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, 
you co-wrote "I Know" the song "I Know" with Dion Ferris. Yeah, well, I yes, mean, because that's, that's about as poppy as you can get. It's a yeah. great song. I loved it. Yeah. I was playing. I was working top forty radio at the time. It was a huge hit, and I mm-hmm. loved that song. I was really surprised. That yeah. you were a co-writer on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. A guy named Milton Davis and I wrote that song, and uh, and we gave it to Dion, and we demoed it on a four-track, and and she got signed to Columbia off that demo. Yeah. And then that was, <laughs> next thing you know, it was everywhere. Yeah. And, so, but, I mean, but you had that in you, even though you were really, you know, you're a, a bit of a thrasher right. and, and stuff like that, you know? Right, yeah. Can you explain that, where that comes from? It's just, like you said, l- loving all kinds of music and... Uh, Having grown up on all kinds of music, uh-huh. so is there one kind of music you love, but no, that no, besides obvious things, maybe like opera or whatever, that that you just you just have no interest in creating yourself. Oh yeah, well, I mean, sure, there are things where I am more of an admirer from afar. Yeah, maybe. yeah, um, and yeah, opera would be one of those things. <laughs> yeah, because because I have to respect the technique that yeah. it would take to do that. Yep. I don't, but I I. That's one thing I don't necessarily imagine myself going, yeah, okay, that's next. <laughs> that's next. <laughs> but we'll have you in when you have your opera. So, yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, next year you'll see me on here. <laughs> this new aria. That <laughs> your version of Pagliacci. <laughs> but you were a real, um, I was reading uh, an, an interview that you had done not too long ago uh, talking about you growing up in D.C. and, uh, you were kind of that kid that went to every show you could possibly go to, sneaking in underage and stuff like that. And you had an interesting, uh, you had an interesting encounter with Jello from the Dead Kennedys. Oh yeah, yeah. Can you tell a little bit about that? Because that was kind of cool. Yeah, I was, I was, I was 15 years old, and uh, the Dead Kennedys were playing in Atlanta at 688, and <laughs> it was one of these situations where the drinking age at that time was 19 in in Georgia, and they were soon going to raise it to 21. And so I was this kid who loved that music, wanted to see it, and you couldn't be in the 688 Club unless you were on the bill. That was the rule. And my band, AVOC at the time, did not get on that bill. So And you I, were gigging I, at 15 in these yeah, clubs. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, okay. yeah. Right. You, could, so, you, could, you could work it, but couldn't obviously you could work it, go you in. You couldn't, yeah. Be, yeah, you right, couldn't yeah. be in the audience. So, And I managed to get down to the club, sneak in. And I was in the club, and I was kind of hidden away, you know. And Steve May, the manager, found me. I was like, oh, uh-uh, sorry. <laughs> walked me to the front of the of the lobby by the front door where there was a payphone. Made me call my mother. Watched while I did it. And so it was just like, okay, mom, yeah, he's making me leave. Yeah, yeah. So she she just gotten home. She had to turn around, and come back. On her way back, I go to the back of the club by the dumpsters and everything. Yeah. I'm kicking rocks. I'm all mad. And Jello Biafra comes out the back door, and he's like, "What seems to be the problem?" And I'm like, "I'm like, they won't let me in." Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, "He's like, well, that's like South African style apartheid." And, 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 and he, he, like, he agreed to take responsibility for me. And so my mother, of course, this is days before cell phones and all that. She's on her way back, so we have to wait for her to get back. When she gets back, I take her around the back of this six eight eight club. I'm like. 
Mom, you won't believe it. Jello Biafra. This is Jello Biafra. And he said he was going to take responsibility for me. Jello, this is my mom. And like, and, <laughs> and to her credit, she let it slide. No. Like, yeah, that's cool. yeah, yeah, that was yeah. one of those great things. That's a good wow. mom. That's part of the reason why, yeah. you, wear, why you are where you are today. Yeah, because yeah, you had exactly. a mom that would do that for you. Yeah. Did, did Jello ever find out about you later on, uh, you know, being a musician? Oh, and, yeah, and, yeah. You guys... Oh, he knew. Yeah, in those days, you knew. Everyone knew everybody. If you were part okay. of that scene, you knew everybody. Right. He knew about my bands. He, I mean, later, he asked personally for my band, Neon Christ, to be on this one big compilation punk rock record they were putting out. Like, they used to do all our compilation albums in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he, he wrote us personally handwritten letter you know wow. like we, oh that's we, great we realized we had no neon christ we must have it so it, he was great like that that's cool really man what the yeah. instrument did you learn how to play first guitar yeah. yeah do you play piano as well oh just enough to get through a session like if i had to you know pl- play a part like i've played parts you, know? you look like you have uh fingers and hands built for the piano that you have long fingers I, I wish i could really play piano but I, I i came up playing guitar so my hands probably grew into the fact that i was playing guitar do That's any of your uh, your guitar skills translate to other uh instruments yeah i mean i can get around on a bit of bass and i can get you know just whatever i need to do like i said i come up with a part and and can virtually do it on most anything, you know. But I wouldn't I wouldn't call myself like, oh, I'm just going to pick up a saxophone and just. Do it. <laughs> I can do this. Yeah. I'll, I'll incorporate yeah. it in my opera. Or, or, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Uh, there'll, be a, there'll be a horn section in my aria, yeah. all self played. Yeah. On uh, on one alone, the only song I've had a chance to hear is uh, "Till the Light Guides Me Home," uh, and you do a fair amount of finger picking on that. Is yeah. that uh, is that kind of your style, guitar wise? No, no, really horrible finger picker. The worst. It's hard to do. I'm the world's worst finger picker and okay. i don't know why i did that to myself <laughs> i really don't do it, it sounds great it sounds great when it like I, i'm a big fan of uh, mark knopfler and, and oh yeah, yeah i mean well he's real he, yeah. he's really a finger he's <laughs> proper you know i mean there's all kinds of cats that are proper i am not yeah. i am definitely not i just happened to write that tune and i heard it that way and so it's like well you gotta kind of figure it out dude and so that's what i did wow you know? but okay. it, it sounds great though when it's done yeah oh, thank you yeah thank you uh, is there a chance you have your guitar here? Yeah, we, I got we a guitar. heard you were going to play songs. What? What, what would you? What, where did that come? From? Did, what, yeah. Uh, what would you like to play? I guess I'll try. I'm going to try to do this. Uh, the second single off the album is called White Hot. I'm okay. See if I can get that together. Uh, <laughs> by the way, William Duvall is playing tonight at the City Winery. The show is at eight o'clock, and it's at, at nine ninety Filbert Street. Uh, tickets are available at CityWinery.com. We'll chat some more after we hear this. Right on. All right, man. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa! 
93.3 WMMR, White Hot, and the album is called One Alone. I love that sound. Did you, uh, was there a time in your career making your way up where you sat in a coffee shop or something like that, just a guitar and sang tunes and did that type of performance? Never. No, no. kidding. Hey, you were no. talking about punk, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah, and all that stuff. It's a, it's a different atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. I never, no, I never did it. And uh, so, yeah. People never say, hey, the coffee's really good at that punk place. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. The Metroplex in Atlanta was known for its coffee. They, yeah, they served a Sumatra. With a, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I will, time to time, I, I will encounter a singer, uh, guitarist uh, in a place that where nobody's really paying attention. You know, they're just kind of background. I make sure that I that I zero in yeah. and listen. And I've seen some incredibly talented people, and I look at other people talking, shopping, going about their business. I'm like. You're missing something really great yeah. over here. You know yeah. what I mean? I always try to do that too. If I see somebody, because that's a that's a thankless gig. And yeah. applaud, like, applaud yeah, too. Know. Even and, if you're yeah, even totally. if you're there to get a hero yeah. or a hoagie or whatever. Totally. Dude, yeah. I, I went to this place in Media, Pennsylvania. It's not far from here. It's you know it's called Three Twenty Market. I just went there to go get some chips and guacamole, yeah. and there was a guy there. And I'm like ordering, and I and I lost my train of thought as I was ordering because I'm like, who is this guy? Because he was playing his own stuff. He wasn't yeah. playing a cover. Right. And then, um, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm gonna order some more, and then I'm gonna go sit over here and listen to this guy because, again, 
he was wallpaper right. for a lot of people. But right. for me, he was he was you know everything. Um, he had all of my attention. That's great. Yeah, you know? yeah. And I, I do that with street musicians too. I yeah. Do you like that? Like busking? Do you ever you ever just do that? Just oh, to... no, never. No, yeah. <laughs> never. yeah, it's it's yeah. too. Uh, I I'm not I'm not quite at that level of like oh yeah you know like, I, this is barely i can barely get this together <laughs> but, I, but i think it's a commentary on on how difficult your business is yeah because there are so many great musicians out there yeah uh who are just doing it on the side and making a few extra bucks or they just haven't had the right connections or whatever it may be and there's no real winning formula no. on how to become a rock star, exactly. a professional musician. Say, you know what I mean? I always say that. I always say if you think what you see in movies or comedy or tea or it represents the best that's out there, no. no. What yeah. you're seeing is talent, certainly in right. many cases, with luck and right. timing and all of that. But right. there's a lot of people who really have tremendous talent who never get that. Oh, it's exactly. Yeah, and, and the courage to like go down into a subway station and that's just your gig. <laughs> like it's it's unbelievable to me. So I always try to, or to just set up on a street corner outside of a department store. Right, right. Know, and I'll, just start doing your thing. That's I'll, amazing. To me. Although we were in London in Leicester Square and there was a guy playing a traffic cone. <laughs> And making money. And he was the best. <laughs> he was the best traffic cone singing guy I ever heard. Maybe ever heard anybody better? Ever heard him? Maybe yeah. put him in your opera. You know, I was going to say. <laughs> I think he has a spot. Yeah. I think he's yeah. a character. <laughs> I do. Have oh, you uh, Have you ever seen the movie Rockstar with Mark Wahlberg? Yeah, yeah, I've seen it when it came out. Did you like it? I, I guess you know. It's it's a guilty we, pleasure for me. We, it's, we, it, we knew some people involved in that. Did you? Whole thing, yeah. Did, uh, Zach Wilde and then he was involved. Oh, in so, yeah, there we go. Jerry wasn't involved with that one because he's done some, uh, a, a, he's worked with um, Cameron Crowe a few times over the years. Yeah, no, he wasn't in that. I, I just, I think of a rock star because it's a silly, goofy movie, but he ends up in a coffee house at the end of it. He's, you know. Oh, right. You That's know, right. And he's a lead singer who replaced another famous lead singer right. in, a, in a rock star kind of a band, you know. So I, I know see where you're going with this. <laughs> didn't know if there were any parallels. I see were... where you're going with this. Purely coincidental. Purely. Purely, uh-huh. purely coincidental. And actually, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm not playing a coffee house. I'm playing a winery. Let's yeah. Yeah. Winery. Yeah. A winery. And, and, a, and a fine place where we hear everyone talk yeah. very no, favorably about it. I've, yeah. heard it. I've heard it. I've heard it's brand new. Yeah. I, I can't wait to see it. I wanted to ask you about your, your, your voice because I think at a certain point you play, um, you know, you're playing your voice in essence when you, the way you sing too, you're using, I, it, to me as yeah. a, I, I, I don't know anything about it. I don't have a good voice, but it, you're, you're, it's an, every bit an instrument. Yeah. And so is that something that you just, some people just hit the ground running and know how to do it. Is it something you had to train yourself well, to do? Yeah, I kind of. It's a little both because I was. I'm a reluctant singer. Actually, I I started out just playing guitar, and that's all I ever wanted to do. I never had any aspirations of singing. And once it was it wasn't until I got into like young adulthood, like twenty twenty one, right. that it became a thing where it's like you kind of have to because you're now writing songs you can't give away to somebody else mm. to do. Like in my early punk bands. I would write the tunes, and then the front man, I would give him to, him to sing. It was kind of a like the Who or something. I right. Pounds and Canada, Daltrey or whatever. But when I got to a certain place, 21 or so, couldn't do that anymore. And, and then it was like, you know, my bass player in my band at that time said, you know, you, you should just do it. And, <laughs> and that was when I started. And, and ever since, it's been a gradual process, like a love-hate kind of you know, like, like, oh god, you know, <laughs> yeah. again. you know what I mean, yeah. And, yeah. And, and and trying to figure out and trying to get better at it, and, and of course, when you have to tour all the time, you have to kind of 
figure out some things so you can do things under pressure so you can come on the radio at 8 in the morning and, <laughs> you know and what I mean? blow it out. Which is yeah. insanely early for rock stars. So yeah, we appreciate yeah. you being here. Oh, no, it's great. I'm just saying, but that's where the, the other stuff, the thought and the... And the training and then yeah. the learning. Of, yeah, yeah no, I, I got to. you, yeah. You have to. Uh, you, you had mentioned coming off the tour, uh, Rainier Fog, uh, and, and how long it was. And, and when, when a band is in between albums, um, how does it... Do you get like an email from Jerry that says, "Hey guys, it's Jer." Uh, been That's exactly about this. what it is, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, hey guys, it's Jer. Just <laughs> thinking lots about of, me. Lots of emojis. You know? yeah. 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 Smiley faces. Right. The hearts. I totes miss you guys. The red <laughs> hearts and the purple hearts. And, <laughs> and a video of him with the, like a deer a deer nose filter. And yeah. All that. Oh my God! How yeah. do you know? <laughs> <laughs> but I gotta imagine it, it ra- rather than it's your like, amaze balls. <laughs> rather than hey guys, it's time to get back to work. Or is it like, uh, I've been thinking about some stuff, maybe we should all get together when we can, or how does that... I, you know, it's Who knows? all different. It's all okay. different. You know, I mean, you know, so yes, ideas start kind of circulating at a certain point, and then, uh, you know, yeah, like I'll get some instrumental demos or something like that, and and then over time, over maybe in a couple of months, you start just emailing things back and forth, and then, uh, and then eventually it's sort of like, oh... Let's just book a room and see if we can, you know, get together and see what these things are really sound like when right. you play them. Because the demos nowadays are all like, you know, I'm at home or he's at home, and you kind of just get a demo together, like right. on a uh, where everything is uh, piecemeal machine. You yeah, know yeah, I mean? yeah. Like yep. your, your drums or the program drums. Yeah, you just or get the bones of what yeah. the idea of yeah. what it's about. And, yeah. So and then all you want it. The next stage is to see what it sounds like when you get in a room playing it or whatever. So, yeah. are you? Do you still live on the East Coast? You grew up uh, in, on the East Coast. Uh, yeah, I lived in LA for ten years, and okay. now, nowadays I, I'm I'm more in Atlanta when I'm not on the road. Okay. All right. And this tour, uh, how long is this going to last? This goes into right now. We're up into May because uh, wow, because yeah, I go, okay. I go I go to Europe in the spring next spring. I okay. got more U.S. dates starting in February of uh, next year, and then go to Europe uh, in March and stay until like April thirtieth. Okay, know? that's yeah. awesome. Be busy, yeah. good run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really good, really good. Well, listen, man, we appreciate your time, and uh, you got the gig tonight. So yeah. uh, you were excited that you made Philadelphia a stop on the yeah, way. Man. Yeah, this is uh, you got a lot of fans here. So. Oh man, I, I I look forward to seeing Ollie. Uh, Walk ups appreciated. Come on down, you know. I'll I'll have a little uh, hat outside. Smart <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> little thing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, the show is tonight at the City Winery, and it's uh, scheduled for eight o'clock. Tickets are available at citywinery.com. And if you haven't been there yet, it's at nine ninety Filbert Street. Uh, this is the first solo album from William. It is called One Alone. It is available now, so make sure you get out and get it and support this gentleman. Great to have you here, William. Thank you so much. Appreciate it, man. William yeah. Duvall, guys. Yeah. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Here comes the MMR. Join Sarah Saturday from noon till 2 at the grand opening of the AT&T store at 937 2nd Street in Northern Liberties. Discover why AT&T has the best network. Check out the latest in devices and plans and win tickets to see the struts. AT&T, more for your thing, that's their thing. Hang with Jackie Bam Bam Saturday from 11 to 1 at Springfield Mitsubishi at 313 Baltimore Pike. Saturday from 2 to 4, Jackie Bam Bam rocks the new Sprint store at 1250 Baltimore Pike on the lower level 
level of the Springfield Mall to win Staley Dan tickets. 93.3 WMMR. Everything and everywhere that rocks. Our next guest is an accomplished writer and director. A couple little things you may have heard of before, like Loopers and uh, oh, uh, Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi. Yeah, uh, and we. Are, oh, you want me to play his case? There you go. <laughs> Need a fanfare when we bring somebody on board. Uh, but he is here to promote the film Knives Out, which is star-studded, looks really, really cool. Please welcome writer and director Ryan Johnson. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. Hey, Ryan, how are you? I'm doing great, Preston. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. We're we're excited about this. Uh, Tremendously. Yeah, we're fans of the the murder mystery, the whodunits and all that, and you just don't see them that often. uh, This style, in the vein of Agatha Christie and in the vein of, of, you know... uh, uh, 12 Little Indians, Murder on the Orient Express, uh, you know, the Hitchcock, that yeah. sort of stuff. And they're they, when they're done well, there's nothing like them. They just totally bring you in. Yeah, that's my – it's a lot, one of my favorite genres, man. Like, I grew up reading Agatha Christie's books. I grew up Loved reading, them. like, the movies based on them. And it's so much – like, everybody loves a good murder mystery, like, like a good oh, whodunit, you know? Oh, it's absolutely. Just, yeah. And yeah. It, it, what, it also is one of the few – that allows for a great ensemble work. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You got like a rogues gallery of suspects. Yeah. You the idea with this movie was let's do a star-studded cast. It's kind of like old school like that. Let's have it be so like everyone that pops up on screen you're like, "Oh, it's that person." Yeah. yeah. Let me, oh, let, me yeah. let me rattle off the names, okay? See, for yeah. those who may not be familiar, Christopher Plummer, Daniel Craig, Chris Evans, Jamie Lee Curtis, Michael Shannon, Tony Collette, Don Johnson, Loved, he who's just been doing the, some great the stuff. The Watchmen. Watchmen. Yeah. Uh, Frank Oz, even. Yeah, we got That's Frank in there. Awesome. <laughs> Christopher Plummer. Christopher, the, the great Christopher Plummer. The legend, yeah. Uh, and it's exactly... Also, you get a chance to, uh, with a cast like that, and Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, to, uh, I think... I remember when I first saw the, the original Murder on the Orient Express, you know, and that actually got me reading Agatha Christie. You can high-concept characters a little bit. You, you know Absolutely. what I'm saying? Absolutely. They're 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 just on the verge of caricature. You yeah. Can really. And that's I mean that's the thing with this. It's it's a fun movie and the cast, all of these stars, they just showed up ready to play. And I so love they're having a blast, I you know. Yeah. I love Daniel Craig. I love and I, yeah. and Chris Evans looks to be <laughs> He's playing a jerk. He's, He's playing, playing a, a real jerk, jerk. <laughs> and savoring. Everyone seems to say Michael Shannon is super intense, and yet he he gets to. Oh, to, he's having fun, Daniel. Having fun. Daniel Craig. If you, I mean, if you just know him from the Bond movies, you would yeah. think he's a really serious, intense guy. He is so much fun in real life. He's like a blast, and he's having a ball in this movie. Love so, it. so what's it like? I would imagine you have scenes where everybody's in it at the same time. Those were my favorite ones. On what's set. that got to be like? That where where in between takes where these people are just kind of oh you know. God. It was got to be fun. It was a party, man. Yeah. And also, I mean, we shot in a house in Massachusetts. It's like in a murder mystery mansion, but we we're in like a real house. And so everyone liked each other, and in between takes, people wouldn't, like, go back to their trailers and get on their cell phones. They would all go down in the basement of this house, like, <gasps> around the pool table and That's hang ex- out. exactly what it you was, want. It was like summer camp for movie stars. It was wow. crazy. It was really fun. So, and I think you can see on screen how much fun everyone's having. The wow. conceit is a, uh, a celebrated uh, writer, mm. uh, 85 years old, yeah, I guess. Plumber, he, yeah. He's having a birthday. The family's a little disenfranchised. He wants to bring them together, reunite them. And in classic fashion, he ends up dead yep and <laughs> and then you have you have your uh, but all the all the all the, the the tropes that should be there are there you yeah, know yeah yeah 
And right. in a lot of ways, it's very traditional. Yeah, exactly. But then it also throws some curveballs curve at you. And the big thing it does, a lot of times when you see Agatha Christie adaptations, I mean, I love them dearly, but they're they're period pieces. Yeah. This is set today. It's modern. I love that. And oh. all the characters are modern types. And so they're, it's very much updated for 2019. And you, you are, you're, you're inherently, uh, you have a, a good sense of humor and you, you, you see it permeate your, all, all your work. Uh, and I think a lot of times uh, people forget that the original Agatha Christie stuff and the original Hitch- Hitchcock always had a sense of humor. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I remember there's a scene in, in Frenzy, the movie Frenzy, where mm. they're, they're sitting having a meal and the meal is supposed to be analogous to the to – the, and it's just funny. <laughs> and all that stuff works. And that, that makes it even more, you know, uh, to see – well, Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Well, and, and Poirot, you know, Christie's oh, yeah. Detective Poirot. When Peter Ustinov, he's my favorite Poirot. I think you're right, the, back yeah. In the day, and he got the clownishness of him. There's I a, think Albert Finney was a little hard to understand. I, yeah, yeah, I love him. He's yeah. going all out, man. But yeah. I mean, I love, I think Brana's Poirot is terrific. Yeah. Ustinov was, and David Suchet is terrific. Uh, Ustinov is my favorite, though. Yeah, and yeah. there's something funny about, yeah, it's, they're having fun with these characters. Oh, yeah. You know? Well, yeah. Steve had mentioned a movie the other day that <clears throat> I loved, and I, I, I run into very few people who remember it but was murdered by death if do you oh, remember oh god yeah of course yeah, such a, yeah. a hilarious movie now it's yeah. a little more slapstick you know yeah yeah it, it, neil simon wrote it it's like it's because it's more like clue it's more like a parody right uh, and yeah, he was yeah. a fan he was a fan of that so oh, yeah. yeah so you know you uh your one of your works which i love is uh uh, uh break which is mm. uh has been has a everyone always says a dashel hammett sort of um vibe to it uh with with this sharp dialogue and everything i mean mm. th- this is great stuff that doesn't get exercised a lot yeah it's fun to go back i mean i don't know these are genres that i grew up just like loving you know and so the idea is to get the essential pleasure of what everyone loves about them but then you know hopefully throw some stuff at you that you haven't seen in them before too so it feels a little you know feels like you are also on a ride and you're not quite sure what's going to happen next and the story written by you yeah and so this is a completely original yeah this This is is original who done it yeah okay so do you start at the end and work your way back? <laughs> I actually, I start way zoomed back. I start just thinking about the shape of the whole thing. Okay. So, uh, so, but I need to have that. I need to have the whole thing. I couldn't start writing at the beginning and find my way through. I, right. I, I need to have the whole shape in my head before I sit I, down. I think you would have to. And, yeah. and, and there's a certain, the, the people who have done it the best, I think, approach it that way. Yeah. Because... Um, you know, it allows you to keep tagging things on, you know? Yeah, and see And, and MacGuffins soon. and all that. Well, when you get to the end of a good murder mystery, you know, and you have the scene, one of my favorite types of scenes in all of fiction where the detective lays the whole thing out. Yes. Like in the library. Yeah. Yes. Which we, the have, we have a really good one of those. <laughs> like, and, and with that, you have to have laid the groundwork because it's only satisfying if you feel like, oh, yeah, that thing. Oh, yeah, if you recognize each of them and it's paying something off. Did you have someone fact check and make sure that <laughs> you know what, what you did was legitimate? You know, you know who was the best at that on set? Chris, uh, Chris Evans. He okay. Would, he would bust my balls and you come up every in between every take and like i was just noticed this and then i every time my heart would clench up because i was like oh no he caught me and then i realized oh no it's because of this and i would explain all right him. So, yeah okay. i got away with well, that's it with a, that's a sign of a good uh mystery because yeah, you, you, check but out. wait a minute yeah, and no 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 you know what i mean yeah. Yeah. I, I love it and, and the, the critical response has been sensational and yeah, that's it's got to make you feel good when you invest time in something you love not that it's everything 
Yeah, but it's something. You know, I'll tell you the, the 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 bigger thing is this is like a movie to be seen with an audience, and the audience is it's been playing really well. It's been you know it gets big laughs, and then people are enjoying it. That that to me is what's fun. Well, so I'm psyched uh, to show it tonight. You allow know? me to uh, quote the Hollywood Reporter, which says an ingeniously plotted, tremendously entertaining, and deviously irreverent crowd pleaser. Uh, well, that's wow. the, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, what you want. So it is playing tonight at the uh, Philadelphia Film Festival. Do you know if um if there's any tickets available? You know, I don't know. I think I just saw a tweet. That they had like released a few more, so you okay. might want to okay. check their check their website and see. Yeah, if, yeah. it's uh, filmadelphia.org. Opening yeah. for Thanksgiving, yeah. If, if you can't get, and that's they, those they they wheel out the what they believe to be the heavy hitters, yeah. Uh, you know, you for that, uh, and, and so obviously, relatively speaking, you're you're a, a younger filmmaker. You know, God with, with bless the, you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> with, with, the, with the body of work, but. Um, you know, we we so obviously we're, we're going to talk about this stuff and the and the Star Wars, uh, um, uh, you know, universe that you're now in, and now you have you've um, you have your own trilogy that you're responsible for that that has been in this. If if I'm not correct, tell me, yeah, uh, so I can start weeping. But uh, <laughs> I, I think uh, you have this potential, uh, this this new universe that you can create from the ground up that's in the same environment but removed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, that's what's really exciting moving forward because the you know the, the they've said with episode nine that JJ is doing right now, which I'm God, I'm so excited for. I cannot yeah, wait. It looks phenomenal. Oh, God, that trailer just knocked me out. So, uh, I mean, that's going to be, they've said over and over, this is going to be the end of kind of this era of the movies. Of and I think it's here. time. Honestly, I, I, mm. I love, I, I love, and I love every, even yeah. the second trilogy, the Lucas trilogy, certainly there are issues. Perhaps you've heard some of the buzz about what, <laughs> what, what fans think. I, I think I, I commend you for, for taking on something like that because you're damned if you do and oh, damned I, if you don't. I love the fans so much. <laughs> I, I am a fan. I grew, yeah. That's the thing. I grew up as a Star Wars fan, and so all of the passion for it. I, I was in my 20s when the prequels came out. So both sides of the passion for Star Wars I've sure. been plugged into always, and, I, I, and I that's just, what's great about it. You know? I commend you for agreeing to do it like mm-hmm. because you're such a fan. You're like, yeah. w- did you ever, was there ever a thought of, like no, I can't do this. No, I don't. I mean, it, it's just something that's so deep. You know, everyone is a Star Wars fan. Who like you went when that when those first movies came out. If you're mm-hmm. like if you're like my age, like you can't you saw them when you were like five and six. It's so deep in your bones. It's mm-hmm. something you love so dearly. And also the people who make these movies and the producers and everything and the talent. They're just the best people on the planet, and everyone is just working from such a pure place of love for what this thing is, you know. And so, no, man, I couldn't, you know. That, that, you had to. It, I, I, you but, had to let that purity guide, you know, at least you could have control over it. the only thing you can yeah. do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just follow kind of, you know, what you want to do. So I want to ask you about uh, ownership of movies because people take the um, Star Wars universe very seriously. And, and I'm a Star Wars nerd uh, through and through, yeah. um, but people also confuse opinions and facts all the time. <laughs> and, and it bothers me because if you have an opinion on a movie, that's not necessarily a fact about that movie. <laughs> but people state them as if they are. Yeah. And and I loved Last Jedi. Oh, there are so many God. layers to it that I, I think people are misunderstood or they walked out of the theater with uh, an opinion. And it's fine for them to have their opinion, too. Mm. But um, what what's your take on... Uh, on on blowback or criticism or whatever, do, do, does it bother you? Does it stick with you, or, or how do you interpret it? Well, like I said, I got to come at it from again the perspective of being a Star Wars fan my whole life and realizing that 
the passion for it, it it's there are two sides to that. You know, the passion is going to land one way for some, and if you don't like something, that passion is going to apply back the other way. And there's no use. There's no, you know, you, you can't have one without the other, I guess. You know, people feel strongly about this stuff because they care about it so deeply. And people are going to respond to different things. Every fan is looking for something slightly different from the Star Wars movie. There's nothing that's going to stand And that's, like, that's the general, I, yeah. I was in the theater on opening night for the original Star Wars because I'm an old bastard. <laughs> and and I read the paperback book that was, wow. that, that before yeah, the movie yeah, yeah. came out, that yeah. had scenes that were not even shot for the movie. Sure. It's from Lucas's screenplay. Yeah. And the movie. The movie was always intended to be a fun homage to the movie serials. Yeah, it's Buck Rogers, and yeah. that's it. Yeah, yeah and, and it was supposed to be loving and fun. Yeah, but then as it as its own myth starts, <laughs> almost started to weigh it down. Yeah, and people lost sight of just go have a good time. Well, also, but the thing is, though, I feel like there is always an element because it's it, it was that. But then, you know, with Empire, it dug a little bit deeper into the mythic and stuff. And, and it, that's one of the, uh, you know. That was a fish hook that yeah. like, got us all. You know, Empire really shook it up from A New Hope in every single way. I mean, not just the big I am your father twist, but tonally and also yeah. in terms of how deep it went in terms of digging into that kind of deeper myth- mythological stuff, you know, the psychological stuff. So, so And a it, classic second act. Yeah. Oh, my God. It doesn't end happy. And, mm-hmm. does, and, yeah. and really turns everything up on, onto its head and then in a way that can be really satisfyingly resolved in the third yeah. one. Yeah. You see where I'm going with that. Yes. <laughs> well, you, uh, you, uh, you, you did some things in this movie that, um, that we hadn't seen in any of the previous eight, yeah. mo- or I'm sorry, seven movies, I should say. Yeah. Um, and one of them was using light, light speed as a weapon. Yeah. Um, well, although the, fir- the first, I mean, in A New Hope, the first time they talk about light speed, what, what, what's the context they're talking about? And they're talking about you got to do your calculations, right? Yeah. Or you'll run into something and yep. then it'll be a big mess. But the blowback on that, and you know, fans well, like, oh. I never quite understood that because the thing is, it's they that was the context that it was introduced in. So you, it's you not like hit- it physically can't happen. So the only argument I've really heard is we don't want to think about the fact that it can't can happen because that complicates yeah. how, Wait, how you, we have to think about war in this world. You would have to make calculations and you had like shields yeah. and things to exactly for that. But I mean, it's your it's your toy. You'd run with yeah, it. You know? yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. It's like, know, because, no, 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 no. What, so, the, so the eight foot talking carpet, that's real? <laughs> yeah. Relax! Just well, to, I mean, it has to make sense within the context it does. of the world. And I, like, yeah, you're but, right. I, but I feel like, you know, that that I can stand behind. You know, No, it was, a, it, was a, it was a mother effort of a yeah, scene. Yeah, that scene. Yeah, yeah. Come on. And yeah, the effects and all it was great. It was if you're just nice tuning in, it's uh, Ryan John Tanus here, writer and director. Knives Out is in theaters November 27th. There is a screening tonight, by the way. You can go to filmadelphia.org for the information. Get tickets. It's at 645, part of the Philadelphia Film Festival. Um, speaking of fans, real quick, and I know you guys all have questions. Everybody's got their hands raised here. <laughs> but uh, as uh, now, I haven't gone back and watched uh, The Last Jedi in a little while. But is that, uh, I-, I think fans... Had a bunch of fun with the fight scene where uh, Kylo and and Ray. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? They use the different pieces of music. Mm. Did you just happen to yeah, see those? Yeah, that was really fun. Everyone started remixing it to different songs. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nick Murphy, who I introduced you to. Yeah. He did a whole. Uh, he did like a dozen of them. He did a whole album. I've uh, like <laughs> some like some funny ones and some other ones that like you know tonally I've absolutely made sense. I but love it. I think, I think he might even use firework from uh, Katy Perry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's great. That's <laughs> great. Awesome. I totally see that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a blast. Man. I, you gotta love that fans are having. Well, fun that's with what that. I mean. They take it and they make it their own. Whether it's that or fan fiction or fan art or you know people just take this stuff so personally. That's mm-hmm. what's great about it. Yeah. You know? In uh, a new hope. Uh, 
Luke meets Leia via a hologram. And mm-hmm. in The Last Jedi, Luke says goodbye to Leia via a hologram. Was mm-hmm. that your idea? Yeah, yeah, man. You got, I mean, the, the symmetry. You know, you're always looking for symmetry. Wow. If you can hit that sweet spot with symmetry. So that even if you don't, you know, the first time you watch a movie, you aren't thinking of any of those terms. When you step back and take a look at the whole thing laid out, you're like, oh, this rhymes with this and this it bookends this. Especially with something like the like Star Wars, you're always searching for those, you know, those things yeah. to lay in there. Thank you for answering questions about it because I know you're <laughs> yeah. here to, to talk about Knives Out, and, yeah. and so, but and, and I I can't wait to see that movie as well. But I, I, I while we have a director Wars, of one of the Star Wars movies I in the studio, about Star Wars. we we, we lavish love, love on on uh, on uh, Knives Out as well. But I yeah. also have to ask you, as a, a Looper is a is an amazing film, and it oh, also nice. speaks to your ability to add. I remember watching that and go, wow, this is a really cool conceit. I'm thinking of like, it has a uh, uh, Harlan Ellison, Philip K. Dick sort of vibe to yeah, it. It's cool. It's yeah. jumping around. And then it gets you emotionally, too. And, and, you know, when you're, and, and that's something that I think when you can do that in all, yeah. in all this stuff where you, you know, you can go down one path ah, and, and phone it in. And then it becomes something where it, where it just, it catches you, you know, viscerally with, with the kid and, and what, what, what his future will be hmm. and how you, how things have to be right. That, to me, was just such an amazing end. I don't want to give it away. If you've never seen it, you need to see Luber. <laughs> but uh, working with Bruce Willis and working with Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who you worked with in, in uh, Brick as well, uh, you know, you start to build an ensemble of people you go to, you know, mm-hmm. and, yeah. and uh, um, there, there are people that are comfortable. Who, who, who do you consider your, your go-to, you know, people now? Well, I haven't worked with him for a few movies, but Joe Gordon-Levitt is, yeah. is one of my good he's friends. Awesome, and he's, he's so good, man. Yeah. He's, and he's such a good person, you know. He's such a lovely, wonderful guy. And uh, I, I, I managed even... So Last Jedi, uh, he wasn't... We got him in there as a voice, alien voice. Okay, Kni- I was Knives wondering. Out, we had to get him in there as a voice, too. Oh, that's Because he wasn't available. So you keep your ears peeled. He's in there. So right. you guys are friends. Yeah, we're buddies. Okay, because yeah. he, he's in a scene of a movie. It's one of my favorite mo- theatrical scenes ever. And it's a it's a movie called uh, 500 Days of Summer. Oh, yeah. And it's when right. the Hollow Notes song comes on. <laughs> I... You know, to me, I just and there's a Han Solo there thing is. in it as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I, I would love to meet that guy. He's he is a good friend He's of a yours. Sweetheart, man, he is so cool. Will yeah, you tell we tell him so. that I love him. Uh, let's call him right now. Let's get him on speaker. Whenever I hear that song, I bounce around like he does when he's walking down the street. Like I want to do yes. what he did in that movie. Yeah, no, he's a yeah. We made the very first movie I made was called Brick. It was like a weird like high school noir, and I've he was he was in it twice today. I haven't seen it. Oh well. Oh, yeah, did you shoot was, that at the high school you went to? I did, yeah. Yeah, I shot at San Clemente High School down in Orange County. That's um, wild. Yeah, yeah. It's That's got to be cool to come back with a film crew to the school that you... It was cool, but yeah. we were really low budget. We were like micro budget with that movie. Still. So I think we were more annoying yeah. to them. <laughs> I'm surprised that we they didn't kick us out before right. we were done filming. Well, yeah. Knives Out, honestly, is, is I, I, I cannot wait to see it. Uh, it, yes. it, it. It looks phenomenal. And, and uh, um, so I assume, have you done the full premiere route yet or uh, is where this is one cog in the premiere well cycle? you yeah philly is not a cog oh, I know. this is the main <laughs> yes. engine of the, <laughs> the whole tour thank you for saying that the, yeah we we premiered at toronto and yeah. we I, I just came from the chicago film festival and we're and we're here tonight and uh i'm psyched to see it with every like i said man this is a 
This is a crowd movie. This is a yeah. crowd-pleasing movie. It's so much fun to be in the theater when a big crowd is watching this. Love so it. Love it. Can I ask what the title refers to, or is it a plot point that we need to wait for? No, or? it's, I mean, sort of. There are knives in it, but it's, it's I mean, the, the, radio, the Radiohead it? song yeah. is is what I, I it kind oh. of stuck it in my head years ago. You know, I'm, huh. Amnesiac, I think it's on, Knives Out. Okay. And so that phrase just always seemed like a cool turn of phrase to me. It seemed like a good murder mystery. It, it always, well, it always, it, to me, it always, it always indicates. And the knives are out Your you. knives are yeah. out. Your knives are, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Somebody's got it. Yeah. Which I, which definitely applies to the family in this movie. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Can I jump in real quick? I just want to ask you, because I know that you, you do have your fingerprint on the, the Breaking Bad universe. Mm-hmm. And you uh, directed a couple of um, episodes of the final season. Yeah. I watched El Camino, and then I was like, oh, God, I got to go back and watch the final two seasons. So I did that, and then I watched El Camino again. So, so you directed Ozymandias. Yeah. And I got to ask, is that the episode where Walt calls Skyler and has the phone conversation with her? Yeah. That is like some of the finest acting I've ever witnessed in my entire life because he is um, saying things to her. Hmm. Um, Without but, saying them. With, with, but he's also on, on like, so what you're hearing through the phone is what he's saying. But emotionally, he's not saying those words. Yeah. And like, so... Can you explain that better I, than what I, I mean, just said? No, you put it just beautifully, man. Okay. And Cranston, I mean, that's the explanation. It's one word. It's Cranston. <laughs> that dude is just Cranston. So you didn't have a, you didn't have anything yeah. to do with that. No, man. No, yes. honestly, I you know you show up and you do you know you do your work as a director, which is on set to be an audience for the actor, you know. And yeah. so you watch it. If you feel something, you say it to them. If you feel you know, try this, try that. The truth is, though, especially at Breaking Bad, I mean, the writing is so good. You know, the, those actors. As a director, it makes your job so easy. You yeah. get to show up on set and just like roll with it and try and maximize it. You know? Real quick, how many takes for that particular scene? I don't know. I think it was it was it was freezing that night, okay. so probably, I don't think many. <laughs> I think we I think it was maybe three or four. You it know, was, <laughs> and then and then Anna Gunn, you know, okay. Skyler's side of the call. It's interesting because you know I remember with uh, Yoda, you know, with Mark and Frank Oz, Mark Hamill and Frank Oz. Yeah. Um, Frank telling me, you know, everyone talks about the expressiveness of the puppet and the performance of Yoda, and he said 90% of it is Mark believing, you know, listening. Yeah, yeah, and, and, I can believe that, yeah. And, yeah, it's, it's a weird analogy, but what, what Anna is doing on the other side, the amount of that call where we're on her face and hearing her realize what her husband is doing, mm-hmm. that's, you know, that's as much of the scene. As okay, that. and for that, was she, <clears throat> was she in the next room? Was she actually on the phone with him while he was doing it? Or he was, was you I doing mean, a playback? Or? No, we had him there. So he was, obviously we shot them completely separately, but then we have both, and vice versa. She was on set, kind of on the phone with him there, did one, uh, for his side of it, and okay. then we were in the house shooting. It was a totally different day, but he was there for her side of it. So they were both there for each other. Okay. That's yeah. wild stuff. It's yeah. great. Wild. All right. Well, a reminder, Knives Out, uh, screening of it in Philadelphia. It is tonight, 645, and you can get all the information at filmadelphia.org. It's part of the Philadelphia Film Festival. And then it will be in theaters on November 27th. But I also did read there's some uh, early access screening uh, here in Philadelphia on the 22nd and 23rd. And that you can get at knivesout.movie. Uh, or tickets.knivesout.movie. So you can search around and find an early way to get to see it. And by the way, you should probably put some ointment on those fanboy burns you just got. So. Yeah. <laughs> those could get infected. That's all right. I'm, yeah. scabbed. I'm scabbed over. It's all right. <laughs> you got the scabs. All right. Thank you very much, Ryan Johnson. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks for Thank coming you. by. I appreciate it. And with that, we are going to take a quick break. Coming back in just a moment, we got some B-Foul stories up next. President Steve Show podcast. Wait, turn up the sound. 
93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Let's give away some more turkey bacon. Our friends from Godshoals have arrived, and uh, every slice of Godshoals turkey bacon comes packed with six grams of protein, real wood smoke flavor, and is gluten-free. So we will take, uh, let's see, am I giving away two of these? Is that what you signaled? Yeah, sure. Yeah. All right, uh, callers fi- 15 and 16. <laughs> uh, no, turkey bacon. Turkey bacon, yeah. 215-263-WMMR. Callers 15 and 16. Uh, Six-pack of coupons good for six full-size packages of Godshoals turkey bacon. So call right now. And while you're doing that, we're going to do the Bizarre Fight. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre Fight. And it's brought to you by Godshalls, of course. Check out the new Godshalls packaging where you buy bacon. Easier to read nutrition, like 80% less fat than pork and 6 grams of protein. Real wood smoke taste. Godshalls. A uh, man was recently booked into the county jail uh, for, it was about a month after he allegedly attacked a man who was on the toilet at the time. Logan Nash. What are you doing? Baker was booked on suspicion of second degree assault. Charges stem from when uh, police responded to Freedom Drilling Services for a report of an assault. Once on the scene, officers spoke with Baker's employer, Carol Stiles, who said that she was leading a safety meeting that morning. When she learned that Baker and another employee had gotten into a fight in the bathroom, uh, Styles told Baker to clean up the bathroom and then had him removed from the property. Uh, police next responded to a medical center where the 24-year-old victim was receiving treatment for a fractured nose as well as a swollen eye and cheekbone. Now, the victim told police that he and Baker were arguing after the safety meeting. Ba- Baker followed the victim into the bathroom, telling him to come out into the parking lot and fight. Like a man! When the victim refused, Baker busted into the stall and punched the victim several times in the face while he was sitting on the toilet. Uh, Baker had been booked... Honestly, that should be verboten. I don't care how, how, how... How much the anger is present, you got to let a guy take a dump. I agree. Yeah, yeah, that's just bad cricket. We're just going to have to wait here. When you're done, then the fight resumes. So vulnerable, man. You are, and looking pathetic with your pants down (laughs) and poo-poo coming out. (laughs) It took him to jail. Oh. Uh, What seemingly started as a prank by Rutgers University students has turned into a school-wide meme. Have you guys seen this? No. I've heard about it. What? The, 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 the big conflagration, right? Big fight? No, 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 no. This is uh, each each September, the university's dining hall hosts a smorgasbord of seafood, lobster, crab, bis, oh, I haven't heard about this. Uh, flounder, salmon, shrimp, and more in their annual King Neptune night for students. Well, after this year's feast, some students decided to jokingly take a lobster from the all-you-can-eat event and place it in a tree on campus. Okay. And although yeah. though the crustacean slowly rotted away over his three-week stay in the tree, presumably removed by university officials on October 18th, students have come to memorialize its presence oh with a new makeshift lobster made out of pine cones and tape. It's become like a religious <laughs> ritual? Others have even joked about starting a petition to make it a historical monument on campus. Oh, my God. Uh, and one of the seniors said it's gotten like a cult-like and religious following. Oh, I, I love that. He said it's really cool that someone put a lobster in a very obvious and reachable spot and no one thought of taking it away for a good three weeks. Students have also memorialized the lobster with a Tinder account, huh. while others have hung up photos of the crustacean in their dorm rooms. Students have also jokingly made pilgrimages to the tree as part of the viral campus trend where they pay homage to the new makeshift lobster that they've named Boris 
and another real lobster that was placed there and dubbed Yellow Band Bobby. So it's there right now. Uh, that's the yeah. one. Some students, however, pointed out that the uh, the prank was wasteful, writing on Reddit that it's really not funny to have good food go to waste like that. Oh, my gosh. Uh, well, they're just, you know, it's no Please. big deal. Despite the criticism, the trend seems to have created a new community at the university, bringing students together for a good laugh. So I love it. What if this becomes like a religion in like 100 years? Yeah. yeah <laughs> you know, could be. They, they meet to hold services. All hail the lobster. <laughs> A man who was shot with a police stun gun while doused in a flammable liquid is fighting for his life in a Sacramento area hospital that burns covering 70% of his body. According to family members, Paul Jason Hall, or PJ Hall, was crying out for help when he threatened to light himself on fire in his downtown home. When Hall, who has a history of mental health issues, wouldn't drop a lighter he was holding, a police officer used a stun gun on Hall and ignited the liquid and set him on fire. Oh, my God. Yeah, his nephew, uh, Spencer, said as soon as the taser was deployed, the fire fire literally hit the ceiling. Uh, and then Spencer used his knowledge as an EMT to treat his uncle while onlookers pulled an emergency responders uh, r- rushed to the scene. Uh, the officer and P.J. Hall were each taken to the hospital immediately following the fire, but Hall isn't guaranteed to recover. The extent of the burns on his skin leaves him especially vulnerable to infection, complications Jeez. of which are one of uh, leading causes of death from burn victims. Uh, the police department has not yet named the officer uh, who was involved. So, wow. Not to make light of that, uh, but did you see the meme that was circulating around um, on uh, the internet and social media yesterday? There is a guy who is profoundly drunk with another guy who's drunk, and the one guy is attempting to, with a cigarette lighter, light the other guy's cigarette. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and it goes back and forth. Oh, no. And he keeps, like, like sort of falling forward with the lighter towards the guy's face, and the other drunk guy, like, is holding him back with oh, the cigarette no. in his mouth. Oh, my God. And this goes on for, like, Six minutes. I got to see that. Yeah. All right, and then one more story. Uh, yeah, let's go with this one. A And I sent you guys the video. Uh, a tower camera shows a car accident that actually saved multiple lives in Phoenix. Oh! The camera shows two adults pushing a stroller yes. when an SUV flat out running a red light speeds through the light and through the intersection. It was heading directly for the couple and their baby. And right before this car hits this couple and a baby, another car that was obeying, just running through, going through the light, mm-hmm. uh, a green light, and slams into the side of that SUV and knocked it out of the way. I mean, did you guys see it? Yeah, it yeah. is a split second before it hits the pedestrian. That car that collides with that other car that runs the red light saves the lives yep. of the woman with the stroller. But yep. even the way the collision happened. Had the car running the red light collided into the other car, it still would have gone into. But it was the car that was going through the light, the green light, that collided with the car going through the red light. That yeah. you know what I mean? It like, almost looks yeah. like like one of those like a Bugs Bunny cartoon where it's it's it just happened exactly the correct way to save their lives. Yep. The video shows the SUV colliding with the black Chevy Cruze. Uh, police say the woman driving the Chevrolet suffered non life threatening injuries. The driver of the Jeep was arrested for DUI. And aggravated assault charges, so it was a drunk driver. There you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you at this point in time. Uh, so let me see. Mm-hmm. Well, I just uh, am I giving these away? Yeah, you know what? So this was just sort of announced, and and we just got them okay. today. So. All right, I can give away a couple of these. So when is this show? Uh, oh, it's not till January twenty fourth. Okay. Um, a pair of tickets to see Artie Lang. Oh, who's going to be at the Keswick Theater in Glenside? Uh, and the show is not till Friday, January 24th. Um, and tickets go on sale uh, today, actually, at 10 a.m. Complete details at WMMR.com. So I'll take uh, callers 
uh, 20 and 21, and we'll give tickets uh, to you, 215-263-WMMR, so give us a call right now. Let's take a break, come back in a second, we'll ask our lesson question, see if you've been paying attention, and uh, then we'll get into the trash and music news as well. Stay down. Steven Singer's Ready for Love Diamond Engagement Rings are ready to go. <laughs> Whether your budget's $500 or $5,000, Steven has the perfect ring for you at the perfect price. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. IHateStevenSinger.com. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I've got a 5K tomorrow morning that is, uh, I'm hosting for the Souderton area Big Red Marching Band. Oh, yeah. Souderton High School. And that will be at Indian Valley Middle School. And uh, it's, I think the run starts at 9. Uh, so if you want to come out and be a part of it, we have the details. So you can go to the events or the um, community page of uh, PrestonAndSteve.com and all the details are right there, as well as many other events that are going on. Steve, you had something to mention? I have the Mud Strut starting at 10, which is at the Navy Yard. And then I go right from there to Bark in the Park, which is at Rose Tree Park in, uh, was it? Media? Media. Media, yeah. Is this tomorrow? Tomorrow, back to back. Cool. Yeah. All right. I got something for tomorrow, too. But it, this does not con- conflict with either of your guys' events. No, no. Right. It's in the afternoon, evening. So uh, just a little bit of a backstory. I don't know if you guys recall, but there was a terrible uh, tragedy that happened in July in Delaware County. So uh, a couple of gentlemen were killed um, when a like a manhole collapsed on them. Yes, um, yes. So one of these guys, his name is Danny Cleaver. Uh, he was killed back in July, but unfortunately, you know, he was he was engaged to be married. Uh, he has a child, and so what they're doing is, um, so his uh, his fiance's name was Anna. His son's name is Ethan. They're having a um, an event for him tomorrow night, and all the proceeds are going to go towards the Daniel J. Cleaver Memorial Scholarship. So the event is tomorrow at Haggerty's Cafe. I used to go there back in the day uh, when I was uh, first coming up. Uh, so that's uh, 2320, or 2373 McDade Boulevard <laughs> in Holmes, PA. Back in the day. So Haggerty's is right across the street from the uh, McDade Mall. So the event is going to be from 4 to 9 p.m. The cost uh, is $40, so you can either pay your head or at the door. So it doesn't matter. You can just you know, give your money at the door. So uh, that's going on tomorrow night from 4 to 9 p.m. Very good. Thank mm-hmm. you, Case. Uh, yes, Kat. And just real quick, I just want to throw out there that uh, there are still Shamaween tickets. That's also on Saturday. So if anybody is interested in going, you can go to mnsfoundation.org and uh, just go to the event section, all the information there. But there are still some tickets available. Anything, uh, any fall activities that we should uh, highlight? Oh, my gosh. Go to WMMR.com, of course. <laughs> fall activities list still on the front page of Preston and Steve. We've been uh, slacking on that because I've, I've, I've been yeah. wanting to play a, the little stinger. Yeah. Do you have that uh, uh, available? Well, I, I don't which, know if it's in hey, the and setup. Listen, this is kind of the last weekend to do to do the Halloween stuff. Of course, there's still some fall stuff you can do um, afterwards until Thanksgiving. But this is like the Halloween. This is the last weekend for the Halloween stuff. Okay. Fall we do, there you go. Do we have our new one? Check it's, and see. It's, it's not as good. The, okay, the that's song, all good. Yeah, the song didn't really lend itself to a little stinger like a that. A little stinger like that. Okay. Uh, but but I will I will, I will grab it. But all your fall activities are available at uh com, like a scarecrow making workshop. Right, exactly. I saw you you did that, didn't you? I did yeah. and it was so cute. It, it was so cool. much fun. Yeah. All right. Uh we're going to do the lesson question today. We're going to give away a pair of movie tickets from Fandango and over get and get out and see Doctor Sleep October 30th uh, before it hits theaters. The question I have this morning is which singer who is also an aggressive alien, shows up in Sister Act 3. 
215-263-WMMR. Which singer, who is also an aggressive alien, shows up in Sister Act 3? Do you know the answer? You should call right now. And while you're calling, we shall get the scoop on the trash. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. And this morning is brought to you by the new Sprint store, by Arch Telecom, and you can see Jackie Bam Bam this Saturday from 2 to 4 p.m. at the new Sprint store in the Springfield Mall, and Jackie will have his prize coffin with loads of goodies as well as the best deals on phone plans for the entire family. This Saturday at Sprint in the Springfield Mall. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Felicity, Huffman has apparently made a friend while serving her two-week sentence at a Northern California detention center. Huffman says she has hit it off with a prisoner who she describes as being incredibly gentle with a broom handle. Oh! Hooters being sued by a visually impaired patron who claims their gift cards don't contain Braille. Marcos Calcanos says he'd be willing to drop the suit if the Hooters waitresses started wearing Braille name tags. (laughs) And finally, Khloe Kardashian revealing in a new episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians that she has recently been thinking a lot about ex-Lamar Odom. Chloe says that, yes, Lamar had his issues, but no one looks sexier in a cocaine and horny goat weed-induced coma. <laughs> that's your Hollywood trick. All righty. We shall see if someone knows the answer to the question, which singer who is an aggressive alien shows up in Sister Act 3. And I will go to Steve for the answer. Hey, Steve, good morning. Gadzook. Steve. All right, so do me a favor. Tell me which singer who is also an aggressive alien shows up in Sister Act 3. Predator. 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 You got it, man. Hang on. For Steve, we are going to give away some uh, Fandango tickets. And uh, don't forget, you can get into the Halloween spirit with Fandango and see Stephen King's Doctor Sleep on October 30th, a week before it hits theaters exclusively through Fandango Early Access. You can get your tickets to see Doctor Sleep first, only on Fandango. Let's do music news. Now, Preston and Steve's music news on 93.3 WMMR. All right, brought to you by Godshalls. Check out the new Godshalls packaging where you buy bacon. Easier to read nutrition, like 80% less fat than pork and 6 grams of protein. Real wood smoke taste. It's Godshalls. So Coldplay has shared two new songs from its upcoming album, Everyday Life, while also posting the complete track list of the double LP set as advertisements in several newspapers around the world, including... Uh, the North Wales Daily Post and the Sydney Morning Herald. Uh, the two songs, Orphans and Arabesque, are uh, premiered on BBC Radio 1 in the UK before being posted online. Chris Martin gave an interview to the BBC as well, uh, saying that the new album is all about just being human. Uh, every day is a great day, and every day is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds terrible. Terrible. Is that... Terrible English accent supposed to be me. Uh, there is a lot of trouble, but there's also so much positivity and so much great life happening. So, in a way, uh, it's just trying to make sense of things, saying what we feel and what we see. Do you want to hear either sure. of these yeah. two songs? Which yeah. ones? Orphans? Orphans or Arabesque? Either one. Either one. You know what? Right. Arabesque, okay. because I, I have no idea what that means. Okay. It's spelled A-R-A-B-E-S-Q-U-E, Arabesque. I'm familiar with it as a movie title. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. But it does mean something. Sounds like a crowd. 
Maybe arabesque means trousers. Here, I'm going to fast forward in a little bit. It's like Nine Inch Nails. Got a little pulse feel to it. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Uh, I, I, you sound like you're from London. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't really care for that one. Not like us. <laughs> Space people. <laughs> yeah, that one doesn't do much for me. How about Orphan? Oh, you play a little bit Orphans? Of, yeah. All right. Uh. While we're listening to this, I'll mention Coldplay's eighth full-length studio effort is divided into two halves. A subtitled Sunrise and Sunset. You can bring it up a little bit. She had eyes like the moon. Would I feel the silver screen before the mission? That sounds a little more Coldplay. Yeah. Shit. Through your nonsense, I like it. <laughs> that one's better. Yeah, I like this. All right, so the set arrives on uh, November 22nd, and a video for Orf- Orphans. Orphans. We want to see some things that appear, that appear to both orphans and orphans. Orphans <laughs> have too many parents, whereas orphans have no parents. Orphans and orphans. <laughs> <laughs> orphans have like, too many parents. Well, it's like the two albums, Sunrise yeah. and Sunset. <laughs> right. You know, it's a theme. <laughs> orphans. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, arabesque is a posture in which the body is supported on one leg. It's a it's a ballet, it's a ballet spin. Move. While yeah. the other leg extended horizontally backward. Ah, yes. Uh... Also, an ornamental design consisting of intertwined flowing lines. That might be it. Origi- I think that's what it is. Originally found in Arabic or Moorish decoration. Hence, this kind of um, flowy this oh, sound. Yeah. Look at the third, uh, the third definition, a wet fart. Oh. <laughs> that's, I don't think that's what they're That's a shard, to. is it not? Uh, so, this is going to arrive on November 22nd. A video for orphans Ur- will premiere <laughs> Friday morning, this morning. Imagine and Cold- you're a child and you have 50 parents. Uh, Coldplay will be the musical guest on November 2nd episode of Saturday Night Live, which will be their sixth time playing the show. Uh, Queens of the Stone Age frontman Josh Homme told the Los Angeles Times in a new interview that the band is going to step away from the grind of the album touring cycle that it's been in for years. I uh, said after last Queens tour, I needed to take a break. I don't think that style of uh, putting out 10 more songs, touring for two years, I could ever do again like that. Uh, Hami added that he enjoyed being at home, even if it decreases the band's profile. Uh, he said, uh, in terms of notoriety, I really have no interest in getting any bigger. And if it were a little smaller, I'd probably be fine with that because there's nothing down that road unless it allows me to pull musicians from uh, from a farther world to do this. He's writing an autobiography called Hami, I Shrunk the Kids. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, after a 16-year hiatus, uh, he releases the next two installments in his Desert Sessions series of albums on Friday, today. 
And then one last thing. Puddle of Mud frontman Wes Scantlin has found God. Claims him uh, for saving his life after he spent years of dealing with substance abuse, legal troubles, the possible end of his career, and several arrests for disorderly or drunken behavior. And so I've been hearing stories yeah. that he is doing much better. And he whatever is. got him there, that's great. Because I honestly thought that plane couldn't pull out of the dive. Yeah, so it's it's uh, faith has uh, has healed him. Uh, speaking about uh, some time he spent in prison, he said jail is just cold. It's very cold. Uh, I wanted to not freeze to death and stuff, you know. Uh, it was pretty scary, and I gained, oh, he's great with the lyric. And I gained like sixty pounds, three hots and a cots, man, is what he said. Huh. He said I did a lot of push-ups and sit-ups while he was in solitary confinement for three months. By the way, uh, he said I did a lot of praying and stuff. God basically got me through all that stuff. It was scary, and I wish it upon no one. It's basically like being locked in a cage for three months without anybody trying to give you any love. So I'm happy he's doing better. Absolutely, he was, he was headed down to a full path yep. of that guy's going to die. You know. Yes. Uh, Puddle of Mud's first studio album in 10 years, Welcome to Galvania, uh, was released on September 13th, and it features a... Uh, <laughs> Galvania, yes. Welcome to Galvania. Uh, a hit called Uh-Oh. Uh, Uh-Oh? Yeah. <laughs> I understand you're an orphan. <laughs> and that is what I have in music news for you this morning. All right, we have one more break to take, and then we get ready to wrap things up by giving away our Word of the Week prize, another trip to Los Angeles. Awesome. Cool. So we'll come back with that in a second. Make sure you stay with us. 93.3 WMMR proudly supports the inaugural Market Street Run for Blue, presented by Wawa. Sunday, October 27th, the event benefits the Philadelphia Police Foundation with a run through historic Old City to 30th Street Station and back for a post-run festival at Penn's Landing, featuring food and beverages courtesy of Wawa, awards for top finishers in multiple age groups, and fun for the whole family. Click events at WMMR.com for all the details and to get signed up. Sunday, October 27th. It's the Market Street Run for Blue. Presented by Wawa. 93.3 WMMR is putting Philly first. Uh, Many more things to come, though, after we sign off the air today. Uh, But we have had a very enjoyable day today. I hope you were here for the whole thing because we had uh, a couple of cool guests in our studio. Number one, though, I do want to mention uh, that we had our friends from Acme Markets stop in this morning and help us announce the Head Start uh, that we have uh, created as a tradition in the last few years as part of the Camp Out for Hunger. Critically important. I, I really love, we all love, the partnership with Acme and the fact that they do a twofold thing, getting that head start going so that on the first day of the Camp Out, they come by with a whole bunch of donations collected from the various Acme stores and then having the store set up on premises for people who want to purchase food there and donate to the camp out. Yep. So starting today and through November 27th, you can stop by your local Acme and uh, at the cash register, you can pay towards a $10 donation, a $10 uh, bag, essentially. That's a <clears throat> the food that uh, that they've worked in conjunction with Phil Abundance. They know the things that they need. Uh, or you can make more than that if you want. If you want to throw in 20 bucks, 50 bucks, 100 bucks, whatever it may be, you can do that and it'll it'll help have a nice little boost at the very beginning of the food drive. So that starts today. So stop by Acme and make sure you uh, participate if you have the means to do so. And did I hear correctly that there, there there's a turkey promotion going on already? They start that today yeah. as well. Thanksgiving already, and I believe, and don't quote me on this, but I think if you spend $100, you get a free turkey. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's pretty pretty cool deal. So at your local Acme, uh, get out and be a part. And thank you to William Duvall. Yeah. William Duvall's the lead singer of Allison Chains. Um, and he is playing tonight, just him and his guitar. 
He will be at the City Winery, and the show is at 8 o'clock. It's on Filbert, and you can get tickets at citywinery.com. He was a really... Really nice guy. I think for a, 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 an evening of music, you know, really intimate sort of performance, you can't do any better. Exactly. And then we had director and writer Ryan Johnson here. Yeah. Uh, he did The Last Jedi. That was that was all him. And he's got a, a whole new uh, Star Wars universe that's going to be opening up that he's going to be doing. He's creating and holding sway over. He's going to work closely with Zack Snyder and Michael Giacchino on the Preston and Steve movie. That is correct, yeah. hopefully. <laughs> And uh, he was here to promote Knives Out, which is this absolutely star-studded cast film, of which there's a screening tonight. And it's an advanced screening, and it's part of the Philadelphia Film Festival. Uh, It's their closing night gala. Uh, And it's tonight, 6.45 p.m. You can get tickets at filmadelphia.org. I didn't even ask. I assume Ryan is going to be at the screening. Yeah. Uh, So if you have a chance to go, you absolutely shouldn't. It's getting rave reviews. And thank you to Godshell's Turkey Bacon for coming by. Yes. And feeding us and our guests this morning. Mr. Pierre Robert is indeed here. It is good to see you once again, sir. Wow. What a day you've had. Yeah, yeah. It's been a good one. Uh, I love that Star Wars guy. Yeah. Great, right? Yeah. I mean, you could tell you kept wanting to go. And, and, you know, there's such mythology to Star Wars, as is the case in Star Trek. And as uh, a fan of both, I've had many um, disagreements with the arc of the storylines and what they've done with characters in both series, um, thinking that they were not staying true to the right mythology at various times. Well, like, for example... But, the- oh, you said it's just a movie. As, yeah, but- but, but yet, you do get passionate. If you're a fan, yeah. you want it. You want that those characters to be drawn right, uh, like like the Batman TV show. I hated because it was so goofy. I even as a kid watching that, I wanted it to be serious because I read those comics in a serious way. That I mean, I'm being ridiculous, but but uh, I couldn't stand it when it was had that kind of that light, you know, yeah, campy, campy, campy thing to it. Anyway. Be that as it may. Be that as it may. It was fun to have him in here. Um, it was very cool listening. All right, let's, uh, people are dying to get this trip, so you ready to do it? Yo. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter... Y, as in yo. All right, and we'll take caller number 9 at 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the word. If you do, this is your time, because we'd love to set you up on this trip, and I'll get you the details when you call in. So good luck to you. Uh, got some plans for today? Well, um, I wanted to mention uh, I've had quite a week as well, and uh, I've had a few years here, but um, a gentleman that I love and respect is uh, and is in radio is tonight over at the Parks Casino celebrating 63 years of doing Frank Sinatra. That would be Sid Mark. Wow. His uh, 63rd anniversary wow. party is up there tonight. So I'm going to head up there uh, later this wow. evening to... Uh, cool. To toast my martini glass in Sid Mark's direction. He he hung out with Frank. He did a radio show um, uh, in New York City. He did Sounds of Sinatra, based in Philly. But occasionally, for a while, he did uh, one of the shows up in New York. And the hotline rang one, one night, and it was Sinatra on the other end. And he goes, don't ever say that again. What? I, he had he had he had made a criticism of another artist. Sid said, "You know, I, I'm not that fond of that record." And Frank says, "Don't say that." Okay. Wow. Absolutely. <laughs> wow. You okay, know, Frank. Uh, yeah. Got it. Got it. You know, but but well, Frank Scooby Doo. Frank was you know Frank loved his other artists, he and did. he had been the recipient of several um, 
you know, criticisms in the press over the years. And so when he when he heard the guy that um, that loves his music criticize, you know, and it was a mild criticism at yeah. best, uh, he says, you know. Don't, that, don't do that. Don't, don't do that. that. Don't Send do over to break your kneecaps. <laughs> anyway, uh, so they're going to, uh, all kinds of people are going to be there. Um, and uh, there's going to, I think Bobby Rydell is going to be there to sing tonight up at the Park Casino. That's cool. Big so, show. Um, and I know he still does his death metal show too, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sid, uh, and Sid was in the mosh pit at the last Slayer show too, so um, which is pretty cool. Uh, He's very diverse. Slayer does a cover of New York, New York, and then Sid was right in there uh, doing it. So, um, yeah, so it'll be cool. Lead little down blood. <laughs> uh, wow. So we got that uh, right. person. That's tonight. Yeah, What? Uh, what's up on your show? I don't know. All right. <laughs> I'll get a winner here. Let me I, go to, uh, I well, I thought the, I had a winner. Sheet. I guess we lost him. Where I, I you got, got a, a plaque on the what? Walk got, of Fame. That's all you need. It's Chad Smith's birthday today. You doing anything for that? I don't know. Uh, okay, cool. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> no, I, wait. I know we're doing a block of ghost. Oh, Pancake, if you're listening. I, I, I forgot the little. Oh, thing. Pancake. I'll take this moment to go to our caller. <laughs> it's Bob who's online. Hey there, Bob. Hey, Preston, Bob! how are you? Awesome. Bob, if you know the word, you win the prize. What is it, my man? Oh, my God. It's howdy. Great day in the morning. <laughs> Bob, that's correct. Howdy. You, you now have a trip for two to the premiere of Midway, Tuesday, November 5th in Los Angeles, California, yeah, sir. Oh, man, it's fantastic. Outstanding. <laughs> trip includes a two-round-trip plane tickets, two nights hotel Jeez. stay, and two tickets to the premiere. Wow. I hear these two trips are fantastic. Midway opens in theaters on November 8th. So congrats to you, Bob. How you feeling, Bob? Oh, I am feeling awesome, man. The last time I won was the R40 tickets for Rush, man. Wow. <laughs> oh, it's right. been a while. All right, awesome. Nice. Yeah. All right, well, hang on, Bob. We'll get your information. We'll set you up. Congratulations. I'm sure you're going to have a wonderful weekend now that that has happened. Okay, have you been given the info sheet? I knew it all along. I, I was just right. testing. testing <laughs> Pancake, uh, make sure you. he was on his, I, on his toes. Yeah, you got to keep these kids on their toes. I mean, you're his mentor, and if well, you don't test him now and then, he's going to fall apart. you got to ment him. Yeah. So uh, I will have a workforce block of the stones. We got ghosts because they're at the Cure Insurance thing up in t- and tonight. And, uh, tonight at the Cure Insurance thing. Yeah, the cure insurance, uh, well, that thing. And Trenton. And Trenton. Uh, that's where you'll see Ghost. Have you heard that Tobias Forge little it's commercial? Pretty good. Yeah. It's very bizarre. Oh, is this Tobias Forge? And I'm bound to say that. <laughs> we'll haunt you in Trenton. It's like yeah. he's going, what is Trenton? You can yeah. hear him going, what is Trenton? And where will we even be? Um, it, he'll be at uh, Ghost thing and the Trenton thing. And um, so we'll have a thing. And then we'll have a workforce block of yes, because John Anderson has a birthday today. Uh, yeah, that's See, it's good. You tease them with enough information yeah. to keep them listening so you, they can find out the rest of the story. You yeah. got to met them. Yeah. Yep, you got to. All right, let me thank our sponsors, President Steve Show, brought today by Acme. Fresh Foods, local flavors, the official supermarket of the President Steve Show. Also, uh, DHY Motorsports. Go fast, go now. Go to DHY Motorsports for huge month-end savings. And also, Whispers, who wants you to know, we stand for service. Next week on this program, our good friend Steve-O of Jackass fam-, fam will be in the studio. Awesome. We have uh, we got Mr. Cotter, Tom Cotter, 
is stopping by. He's a comedian. He'll spend some time with us. We're also going to talk to Tina Hutchins. Now, who is Tina Hutchins? She is the brother of uh, Michael Hutchins, who yeah. was the lead singer oh. of NXS. And she's got a book out about him. Yes. But always loved Michael Hutchins and NXS. So. This is a fascinating story. She researched his death. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so. She came by and talked to Marcus a couple of weeks ago. Oh, no kidding. Just okay. for a brief conversation. So I'll, I want to hear the extended with you guys. This will be fascinating. She'll be by next week, and uh, we'll be celebrating uh, Halloween next week. Yeah. Too, so hey. These things and more are taking have a good weekend. <laughs> that will be next week. That is it. We are done. Ray John, have a great weekend, gang, and we will see you later. The Breston and Steve love you. Hate you. Live. Oh, it's that time of season. Pumpkin pie. Pumpkin soup. Pumpkin spice. Oh, I hate pumpkin. Next message. Woo! It's Friday, people. Let's go out. Have a great time. Great weekend. Thumbs out. Thumbs out. Let's go, baby. Woo! Next message. I'm going to invent a go-go gadget car. So when I'm trying to park and your ass is standing in the middle of the road, I can run it over. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.